The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. What's up, everybody? The uh, following is a chat between Ghost from my Third Eye podcast and myself. And we just dove a little bit into his past. And a week later, him and I uh, just happened to be kind of hanging out over Zoom in the cyberspace world and uh, wanted him to, uh, you know, maybe throw his thoughts out there about what's going on in his work and, uh, you know, all the stuff that he's doing. So, Ghost, first of all, thanks for doing that little chat with me. It was fun. And, uh, you know, it's been been kind of like a cool sideshow to do with folks. So, um, first of all, I mean, thank you, like I said, and then tell people about what you're up to over there. Oh, you're very welcome. Thanks for having me on. I had a blast uh, after listening to, uh, you know, Davies and and Adams episodes. It, it brought back a couple couple things that I forgot about, you know, getting caught, walked in on uh, in high school, having sex with, you know, my girlfriend. Titties are flopping. Mom walks in. Not good. Not cool. Wasn't allowed to hang out in the room anymore. But, uh, you know, uh, other than that, you know, it, 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 it's a blast to do episodes like that where you don't have to sit there and and kind of think you know, real hard on, on, on anything, because you're just reflecting on, on past life experiences from being a kid to, you know, where we are today. So yeah, it was honor to be on, man. Of course, man. What are you, what are you doing now with your show? You've got a couple new things that you're up to over there. Yeah. I, uh, I revamped talk at the tavern. So, uh, I'm, I'm starting releasing the first hour free and then, you know, the Patreons can go over and, you know, go sign up at my third eye podcast up at patreon.com and you know five bucks gets you the whole episode and did more of a invite only back to how it kind of was in the beginning you know when i was first starting it i was hustling grinding looking for guests every week and i needed to get back to that because i think i just kind of left to get lazy and just invited anybody and whoever and and i think uh it needed to be more personal and so i'm releasing them on uh you know sunday and uh then my regular feed i'm releasing uh usually i release it wednesday early morning like around midnight and then thursday i sit down and i record with you with conspiracy in the news a new little adventure that we're we're doing and it and it seems to be doing good i was quite uh surprised that it hit the charts on chartable right right away and I, I was shocked and it was that episode it was specific. I got an email today and I was like, wow, that's cool. You know, Hey, people are liking it. People are digging it. And it's fun to, to kind of get weird with it. You know what I mean? Like, I don't yeah. know. We, we teased it with, you know, Q hijacked that whole getting conspiracy weird with shit. Now we need to get back to that as conspiracy theories. I think, you know, just right. really look into it and look at weird, different things. So that's what I got going on. I'm going to try and hopefully, work on some more content for the patreons as well so good man yeah no it was uh fun having you on obviously you and i are pretty close and i'm i'm looking forward to doing one with matt uh who i haven't invited yet but uh if he listens to these this is his formal invitation i will be asking him and then obviously ron too and then uh a bunch of people man so it was it was nice to uh you know get with the three of you so far and we'll keep keep moving this thing forward and 
man, just, uh, you know, enjoy this talk between two conspiratorial minded people that don't talk about conspiracies at all. So uh, thanks again, <laughs> Ghost. And uh, here we go. I kind of wanted to get, first of all, like an origin story. I'm sure that a lot of your audience and um, probably a good amount of my audience knows about your military background. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd, I'd like to touch on that, too. But let's go to the beginning. You know what I mean? Let's go back to when you were a wee little kid and uh, kind of your your whole start where you brought up kind of, you know, humbly where you brought up with some moolah. Um, you know, w- what's what's the deal with you, dude? Well, I'm a I'm a starseed from Nibiru. So, oh, really? Yeah, yeah that's a no. first. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding. I know. No, I, I grew up, uh, yeah, pretty humbly, kind of not a rich family, not necessarily poor either. But you know, I was born out in Gillette, Wyoming, and lived there for a little bit, and then we moved to Idaho until I was like ten or eleven. And then my stepdad's side of the family was originally from out here in Pennsylvania, and I don't know, job market kind of went down or something. I don't, I don't know. This was you know mid mid eighties or whatever. And we did, they decided, Hey, we're moving to Pennsylvania and I've been stuck out here ever since. And trust me, I, I, I miss the West. Uh, I, I don't sure. get a chance to get back there as much as I would like to. Well, and I don't think that, um, I even know the answer to this. Are, are you close with your mother and father or were you back then? Um, well, see, the thing is, I don't know when my mom and real dad got a divorce, she kept me from him, which was kind of fucked up. So your real I never, father. Yeah, my real father. So I didn't actually really get to meet him again until I was 16 years old and went out for a whole summer and got a visit with my dad and my grandparents and, and some of my cousins and um, how I've even interviewed my, my one cousin, you know, the, you know, pretty much the only cousin I actually kind of talked to, you know, we, me and him see eye to eye on a lot of things. A lot of our other family members are a little liberal and a little, uh, Sure. you know virtual signaling type people and just don't click but, gotta love it you know yeah. so so uh when when did they separate it was it when oh, you were God. very very young yeah i was maybe four okay so you don't remember because uh, yeah. i was i was gonna ask you like this is a good way to always know if you grew up poor or not if you ever heard your parents arguing about money you know what i mean like i heard my parents arguing all the time yeah. maybe your stepdad and, and her yeah, i did hear that yeah. Okay. So yeah, you grew up probably about the same as me, lower mm-hmm. middle class, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah. My parents have really done really well for themselves lately. And my sister grew up in a completely different, like they were in a different tax bracket, I think, than, than when they had me, which is kind of interesting to think, you know, it, it, to see how that will influence her. But um, did you have any siblings yourself? I have a, I have a half sister and I have a half brother. Now my half sister is to my stepdad and my half brothers uh to my dad and it's Mm. funny because he's my little big brother uh i dwarf him in in size but he he's a spitting image of 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 our father and i i actually stay in contact more now with with my my real dad um my mom not so much she's crazy Uh, i finally got the wife convinced you know when when we first got together and we're dating i'm like you don't understand my mom's a fucking nut job (laughs) <laughs> she's like, oh no, you need to have a you know a relationship, and then she soon realized, you know what, you're right. And I was like, told you. And you know, she's the type that she hates men. So the fact oh. that she had a son, you know, really, really put a dagger in her in her heart. 
<laughs> yeah, it's like when you get a puppy. She thought probably you were cute when you were a, a boy, but then that yeah. changed when you turned into an evil man. But yeah. you know, I think militant, right? No, I you know, it's nice that your girl, that you, your wife now, right? The same lady that mm-hmm. we're talking about here. Yeah. So I mean, it's nice that she wanted to be like, hey, you know, connect with your mom and all that shit. But sometimes it's not good. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, you mentioned this quite a quite a few times in your shows, and I know I've heard it several times on air that. You were baptized in the Susquehanna River, right? Susquehanna, mm-hmm. and, Susquehanna, what, yeah. Susquehanna, in the middle of January. Was that Christian influence that that came from your mother? Um, yes and no, because like when I was younger, we went to Catholic mass and stuff, but like not all the time. So like I I went through I think it's called catechism or something like that where. Wow. I was allowed to take offering or, or something. I, I forget. I, you know, I, I was a young boy. And then when we moved out to Pennsylvania, we really didn't go to church. But my childhood best friend, who I no longer have any contact with, which is probably a good thing. He kind of sure. weird anyway. Um, I used to start going to church with him and his family. And that's where the Christian influence came in in my life. So during high school, and then I kind of got away from it in, in the military. And then when I got back, I got kind of back into it when, you know, um, my daughter was born and you know this and that and then i kind of you know stepped away from some things and just started reevaluating a lot of everything that you know we've, we've been told you know me, me and you've had many discussions on that and even yeah. last night we even you know kind of touched on it but yeah i love those kind of conversations man that just make you think because none of us mm-hmm. know the answers but it's fun to speculate and and find whatever resonates with you i think that's that's kind of cool i think that's really what it's about yeah. But um, I like asking people this question, man, you know, being a kid, we're kind of at that stage in your life, right? Like, this is what we're discussing right now. Oh, did you so you went to school in Pennsylvania, right? Mm-hmm. All all elementary, all that shit? No, I did go. I did go up to, I think, third would have been third grade in Idaho. And then okay, I moved out here. Okay, so would have been fourth, but I got held back in second. I didn't like to do homework. Sure. Well, you know, I don't blame you. Did <laughs> you're born in the eighties, if I'm not mistaken. So would you ever come home seventies? Seventy-seven. Oh, well you you grew up in the eighties then. Yeah, yeah. Grew up in the eighties, yeah. So growing up in the eighties, would you ever come home and you had the house to yourself after you like got home from school? Oh yeah. Totally. Latchkey Latch- kid. Latchkey kid all the way. Come home, turn on some He Man, some what other cartoons? Scooby Doo and Yeah, this is what I want to get into. Get into yeah. the cartoons and the food. Yeah. So I'd, I'd come home, I'd get off the bus. We, uh, this is when I lived in Idaho and we had a quarter mile long lane that I either rode my bike or walked, you know, to, to get back to the, up to the house. And I'd come home. If would you I bring had your homework, bike to school, sorry to interrupt. Would you bring your bike to school? One time I did when I lived out there, but the school to ride there was man. I, I, and to look back on it nowadays, I, I would have never let my daughter do it but it was like a few miles away. You know what I mean? Back country, yeah. Back country roads and what have you. And I remember a dog chasing me up that, that one time it was the last day of school and we were allowed to ride our <laughs> bikes or whatever. And this fucking dog country dog, you know, on a farm dog starts chasing me and I'm sitting there, you know, trying to pedal as fast as I can try, you know, fight, you know, got, I got to school. He never attacked me or nothing, but man, yeah. I was fucking scared. Dude, with but, those uh, dogs, when they're chasing you on a bike, I figured out the faster and the harder you try and get away, the faster they chase you. Uh-huh. If you just stop, they, they don't know what to do. It's like when they're no. chasing a car. Yeah. It, it, if you just stop and stare at them, they, they freeze. They're like, oh, well, what the fuck? Yeah. The, the prey drive 
shuts off. Yeah. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, yeah, dude, I've been chased by a dog or two in my day on a bicycle as an adult. At least that happened to you as a kid. Yeah. But, so you, you come down this this quarter mile stretch um, walking home. No one's home. You got the reins to yourself. Mm-hmm. What do you do? You say He-Man, Scooby-Doo. I fuck with that heavy. Any other good shows that were like maybe more like not regional, but kind of niche G- for like G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe, Joe was big. And I had a big G.I. Joe collection I got one year for for Christmas. So I, you know, at that time, my I think my mom was, I don't even know if she was pregnant yet with my sister. So I was the I was the only kid. So I really grew up, you know, learning how to use your imagination. You know, playing yeah, yeah. GI Joes, and we and we lived on a on a farm. So we had like irrigation ditches. I do they have them out in Arizona? Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, so sometimes in the water would flow through our property because it, there was a farm fields that surrounded us. And when when there wasn't water, I'd take my GI Joes down there and you know battle along the. The, the river i you know call it or the creek or whatever and have these little you know, dug out little sides and you know for their little base and all this shit and That's you know and cool. then when they did fill with with water you know you, you fucking swam in it you know what i mean you, it's what you did oh you did or you make the gi joe swim in it you actually oh, i it? did yeah i would but i would let it make the gi joe swim in the small little trickle of water when it you know when it wasn't fully th- flowing through there or you know get handkerchiefs and uh some string make them a parachute and i'd crawl yeah. up on one of the barn roofs and throw them up in the air and watch them parachute down and shit like that dude you know i think it because i used to do shit like that for me it wasn't gi joe's it was uh little toy motorcycles i was big mm-hmm. into dirt bikes when i was a kid and you know even me and my friends in like high school like middle school really but early early high school it's ninth grade really we stopped because we started getting more interested in puss mm-hmm. but you know you up until then dude i was playing with toys in the dirt dude oh yeah like it was like a light switch that that went off in my head and it's kind of weird to think back like that because now even for me it would be kind of weird to see a high school kid playing in the dirt with toys you know what i mean but i literally was doing that like i said up until i started getting obsessed with more adult type things right yeah i was was that way too up until man i don't even know because i was kind of a backwards kid like i want to say I mean, I'm jumping ahead a little bit, but I think I, I we play with matchboxes and, you know, figurines. We we just, I mean, my buddy called them guys, you know, it was either Ninja Turtles or G.I. <laughs> Joe or whatever, you know, probably till eighth grade, you know what yeah. I mean? And then when we got into high school, you know, no, hey, girls, you know, hormone, hormones kick in. You're just like a walking boner, you know what yeah. I mean? Put the guys down. Let's go chase some babes. Yeah. Yeah, dude. No, it's uh, it, it's interesting, but that's not the case anymore with these kids. You know what I mean? Like they're mm-hmm. they're right away. Unfortunately, they're sexualized at an earlier age. It seems. Yeah. Um, they always have the phone, so they're probably looking up porn and seeing you know influencers, fat ass girls on Instagram and stuff. And and it's it's definitely making these kids grow up a little too soon. But I think that it's it's funny that you say that you would play with these things in the dirt like that. But um, oh, do we used to have a, a, an extensive um? it was in my buddy's basement because he had uh like where the oil tank was there was like a small trench where the cement didn't come together so we dig out the dirt and we found if we dug it out and we kind of made mud and and it would get hard and we made like these bases for our cars and shit (laughs) you know and we drive around then we had like two like he was i was like lightning and he was like thunder something something like that but we were like crime fighters or whatever and you know those cars could fly and do, do <laughs> you know queer shit like that but yeah we, man, we had 
just we used our imagination. It was fun. You know what I mean? And go out in the woods and build forts and booby traps and all sorts of shit. Oh, dude, the forts. We used to build forts, too. We built some yeah. epic forts, man. And that yeah, it is interesting. You know, I want to get to the food. Like when you be there and before you go probably play with your friends or whatever, what kind of food would you be eating when you came home and you had to make yourself shit? Um, usually one that sticks out the most would be like my mom would would give me an option usually it was either a bowl of cold cereal scrambled eggs or sometimes she'd make pancakes or french toast and if she'd make pancakes she'd always leave if there was extra she'd always saran wrap them on a paper plate so when i'd come home um my after school snack would have i'd put some butter on it and then i'd sprinkle some sugar and eat eat that uh (laughs) you did ask um him in one of your rants about some weird childhood foods yeah and i was going to mention it uh, last night and i totally forgot until now i used to make something called graham cracker mush and Ooh. none of my, my none of my friends knew what the fuck it was but once they tried it they loved it and you take a whole pack maybe a pack and a half of graham crackers you crumble them up in a cup <laughs> you pour some milk in there and, and you stir it till it's kind of oh. mushy and, and you just fucking down it i mean poor man poor man all the way you know what i mean you can't get any better than that's that. it's trash uh, it was trash but it was so good you ever do like milk bread i've heard that's the thing over there where you take a piece of white bread you put sugar on it and then pour milk over it i i in pennsylvania that is uh a thing i never did that I, now i did take white rice put put milk in it and some sugar and eat eat it that way really like almost yeah. like a rice pudding more like a cold rice I guess cereal oatmeal you know, or something. Yeah. Something like that. It was just uh, white was rice good? with some, she- I liked it. I mean, I was poor. I didn't have a chance. <laughs> didn't really That's have a choice. So, funny. so I, I, I would be letting myself down if I didn't ask this. I've asked the other two, um, this question. Have you ever eaten a raw hot dog? All the time. All the time. Still today. Still to this day. Even my daughter does. My really things were disgusting. I'm like, they're already cooked oh really today still you do it uh-huh. not as often but like if we're making hot dogs yeah i'll fucking munch down on one dude i'm the, I'm the king of fucking white trash food i'm t- sending you hey look i'm eating some fucking vienna sausages you know what I, mean? I liked how you sent me the other day that you made homemade in Cheritos. i thought that yes. was a great idea because it's not i mean i i don't hate it you know what i mean no. it's just funny that out of all the items at taco bell you guys chose the enchilada which for those I, that don't know it's a bean burrito with enchilada sauce on it, basically, right? Yeah, yeah basically. <laughs> you can still get it if you know how, if you order a beef and bean burrito and ask for red sauce with, like, sure. don't ask for any of the toppings or lettuce or anything like that. But, dude, I was so pissed when they took it off the menu a few years ago because I, I was like a secret item, you know, and not many yeah. people, you know, remembered it. But I loved it. I'd always get the steak or the chicken. And my wife <laughs> had never had them. And I was like, you've never had an enchilada? And she's like, no. I was like, all right, I'm making one. And she's, <laughs> dude, they came out bomb. She's like, it's so funny, dude. All that it is really is bean enchiladas. Like you yeah. can get those at a Mexican restaurant, but they call uh-huh. them like this fat, this crazy name. Yeah. That's how I felt when they took the Mexican pizza away for the first time. And I'm really glad that they brought that back. Cause I was getting on edge a little bit about the, the Mexican pizza being gone. That is a, a life changing item. Really? Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you said that you had one recently too, and you spent like $50 oh, at Taco whoa. Bell. Yeah. Hey, I think it was closer to 60. Oh, really? <laughs> it was like 50. It was over. It was like 55 or 56 bucks. I mean, you got to do it sometimes. And 
we're we're definitely jumping ahead but what is you know your go-to fast food place you know if you could have any i'm not even counting regional i'm counting any and then we'll, we'll narrow it down to regional oh any um man do you want me to pull some up here for you yeah you can ah oh, that's a tough one because there's some from from out out midwest when i was in the air force that that we don't have out here like like well we have popeyes but they're not super close i always i always like popeyes because i've never had it until i went out there um and what a what a burgers were good too um well, this is kind of cool here um i'll pull up this is uh this is clearly a biased map i think chick-fil-a sponsored it mm. but um this is supposed to be chick-fil-a like a couple times chick-fil-a is nothing to get that excited about man so here are what what people enjoy at each state that, um, that is a highly biased yeah because texas is definitely whataburger yeah um arizona i would say ah i mean wiener schnitzel's not even on the map here and white castle's huge over here in pennsylvania as well yeah that's a bullshit map um here are the big ones whoops here are the big ones um you know you've got taco bell sonic wendy's mcdonald's subway subway can get fucked as far as i'm concerned so um, I know I, I know we weren't going to talk conspiracies, but look at the the Taco Bell logo. What do you see? It's an Illuminati eye. All seeing. What eye. else do you see? A dick and a tit. Do you see the six? Mm-mm. Okay, look at the rim and how it separates and then comes back around. Oh sure, yeah, that's not that much of a six though. Okay, but guess how many how many sides of the building that that logo is on? Three. Uh huh interesting yeah i just taco bell taco bell is a big uh illuminati yeah it's a toss-up honestly between taco bell or wendy's for me wendy's is a sleeper yeah because i love their spicy chicken sandwich sure i think and i i'm gonna get a lot of hate from from some of your listeners i'll put wendy's chicken sandwich up against fucking uh chick-fil-a any day yeah, I don't think you'll get hate on that. I think that that's fine to say. Um, oh, here we go. This is a little bit more widespread. Oh, I um, do love Arby's, though, too. Fuck. Arby's has the meats. You know what I mean? Yeah, it, they do. They have really good euros. The euros are good. Yeah. I stand behind the fish sandwich. I mentioned this recently. And, Fuck, and, uh, the last time I went there, I forgot to order one because you told me about the. They have a spicy fish sandwich, don't they? They have a spicy, just, I believe. I, I know Jack in the Box has the jalapeno fish sandwich, and that one's nice. I, I haven't had Jack in the Crack since I was out, out out west. Jack in the Box has some very unique items, and they have for quite some time. They have the egg roll, and they have the teriyaki bowl, and that's a nice little mm. thing to be able to go out late at night when you're drunk, high, or both, and want to yeah. get something fun. You know, the uh, I don't know if you remember the panini that they used to do there. Or no, uh, what were they called? Uh, they were like torpedoes or something. I'll see if I can find that because yeah, that was a a nice. I'm looking for jobs right now, gotcha. so that's why I want to my tabs is open. But yes, um, let's see, Jack in the box. It's funny. I can never not say Jack in the crack. We just always called it Jack in the crack. Must have been a military thing. I don't know. Yeah, people call it Jack in the Crack. I've heard that oh, several times. Okay. We, we'd only get that when we go to go to Vegas because they didn't have them, or, or if we had we went down to Lubbock, I think they had them in Lubbock, Texas. The Panito, this, Panito. Yeah, this no, thing. Is, is that got bacon on it? 
It sure does, buddy. And then that's the Ooh. thing. I mean, they had some different ones. Um, the Panino's nice. They have over there right now, if you ever get the Munchie Meal, behold the Munchie Meal. This is a phenomenal thing that they do. And this, to me, this nacho chicken sandwich, it's got uh, onion rings, chicken, hot sauce, cheese. Um, yeah, look at that. That's uh, That looks, my mouth's watering. Yeah, I mean, it's actually giving me a stomach ache because I just ate fish, fucking fried fish. But with the munchie meal for six, if I was a millionaire home, right now, I would hop on my private jet, fly out there, and get one, and you'd be coming with me. One of these, yeah. You don't have a Jack in the Box out there? No. What? I thought mm-hmm. this was a massive chain. That's interesting. It, it is. I mean, it might be in some of the bigger cities like Pittsburgh or Philly. It's got to be. I'd, but dude, I'd, I don't remember seeing one down in in Harrisburg though either. So look, six dollars you get you get a sandwich of your choice, two tacos. I don't know if you're seeing this here, Ghost. Both types of fries, curly and straight, you get. Yeah. And a drink of your choice. I mean, this is phenomenal. Um, that's my go-to is that nacho chicken sandwich. They also have the brunch burger and the sourdough grilled cheese. So Does McDonald's do a brunch burger as well? I hope not. They might. Because I saw a video today, and it was a McDonald's employee. I thought he was making oh. a sausage breakfast sandwich because he put a hash brown on it, and he called it the brunch burger dude that looks good too what the fuck is that i don't know i didn't know kfc offered that it looks Ooh. like it's got ham and cheese and maybe a special sauce got all kinds of stuff in there yeah man i think um did we narrow it down what your favorite fast food chain is talking For- specific fast food you said wendy's i think right yeah it's a toss-up between wendy's or or taco bell okay that's all right. What about pizza pizza chains? Big ones. The big the big four. Little Caesars, Pizza Hut, Domino's, Papa John's. Ugh, a big question garbage. here on this show. Yeah, I hate garbage pizza. Um, but if I had to choose one, I'd have to go with probably Papa John's because they have the dipping sauce and they offer the pepperoni. And you like how the guy says the N-word casually, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Like That's that. a good you thing. Know, with me being black and all, I, I, I really enjoy that. It resonates with your people. It does. Yeah, dude. No, I. Uh, it's it's always. I can't, st- I can't stand Pizza Hut. Uh, I can't. Why? Stand, you grew uh, up in the eighties when they had the buffet, man. That it, that doesn't it, even bring nostalgia for you, it, it, dude. It. Pizza Hut is not what it used to be. It, man. I remember going there. You know, it, that would be like maybe a monthly treat. Yeah. Parents would get a, a deep dish. Couldn't wait to get the breadsticks. And we'd sit there and fucking chow down. And now when I eat it, dude, it's it, oh, dude, it turns my stomach. It's just nothing but fucking grease. That's hardly any sauce on it. It's just, and I'm a thin crust kind of guy. So yeah. I don't know. So like, I'm very fortunate. I, well, so are you in, in some of our talks, but we have a lot of local like Italian restaurants uh, around pizza shops and what have you. So we yeah. have really good uh, pizza. And I'm not far from Old Forge, where it's the pizza capital of the East Coast. So, so this might be a stupid question. Do you fuck with frozen pizza? And if so, which one? You're gonna laugh. Uh, if doctored up the right way, you can make a Tony's pizza taste banging. How? That's How? the worst choice to me. Uh huh. Okay. Poor. Um. So growing up, that's what we had was Tony's pizza. Uh, there was one, and I <laughs> I don't remember what it was this was when i lived in idaho but they were little round personal pizzas and they had a very unique taste 
with their sauce. And every time I think about it, I always remember eating them and watching uh, Raggedy Ann and Andy. <laughs> and and I can still taste the taste of it, but I've never been able to recreate it or, or whatever. But I'll put Italian seasoning on there, some fresh mushrooms, olives, you know, maybe some ham and a little bit of extra cheese. I might sprinkle a little extra sauce here and there, you know, and, and get that crust nice and crispy. Um, I'm like, like I said, it has to be a thin crust for me. My wife. Oh, so you would take the plain Tony's pizza and put your own shit on it. Oh yeah. Oh. That's okay. why I said you got to doctor it up a little bit, you know. You yeah, that's why I was con- pizza and and doctor it up. Make that's it why I was fancy. confused. I was thinking, how the fuck do you doctor up a frozen pizza? But I guess that's thinking Put outside the Italian box. Se- yeah, you got to sprinkle some Italian seasoning on there, maybe a little garlic powder. Huh? You know, I like that, dude. And and you know, you took a pull of that beer at a perfect time. You like trashy beer? I do. I'm. Dude, I grew up poor. I, I, white <laughs> poor is in my blood. You know what I mean? If I would hit the lottery and be a multimillionaire, I would still drink trashy beer. Now, don't get me wrong. I like a good craft beer now and again. In fact, I was kind of bummed because Friday I went down. I was going to get a sour sampler. And I could my my out here. We, sorry, folks. We still have beer distributors. Yeah, we can get it in the grocery stores and some in the gas stations. but. In order to get a 30-pack or a case, you have to go to a beer distributor. Mm. Um, but they didn't have any they didn't have any sour samplers. Now I What's had a sour some, sampler. Uh, like a sour beer? Okay. Like a goze. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just like them. Yeah. And uh because when over the fourth of July weekend, when I went up to the cabin and what have you, uh my my cousin he brought uh a sample pack of a sour. So I was like, oh fuck yeah, you know, and my wife, she can't. Well, she's like, man, those those pucker. And I'm like, oh, I love it. It's, yeah, it's anything sour. You like pickled pickled food, like like sour food, like that too. Uh huh. That's a big thing for me, dude. Like, I don't know if you ever fuck with like the uh, pickled cauliflower and carrots and shit, mm-hmm. like all that, dude. I'll fucking I'll fight someone over that shit. It's good. You know what I had for the first time? This was was it? Yeah, we did. We went up to the cabin last year. I had they're called dilly beans they're found in some of these local amish um stores you know you can't even pay with card well some of them you can it, it all depends they're mennonite whatever but mm. what they are is they're pickled green beans so they they cut them to j- fit the jar and they they pickle them and some uh the ones that we had up there you know had some red pepper pepper flakes in it, so it had a, a little bite to it. dude i fucking I, I personally almost down that whole jar. And then yeah. that that same uh, summer when we came back, I fucked up the recipe. I, I don't know what I did. I added too much salt somehow because um, I, try, I tried <laughs> to make them and can them myself. And, you know, we pulled some out. I don't know. It was like a month later after I let them in there to soak up the flavor really good. I looked at my wife. I was like, holy fucking salt. It's like, this sucks. But mm. if, if you ever get a chance, I don't know if they're offered out there. They pickled green bean man i think i've had pickled green beans before i know i've seen them um because i love okra i love pickled or fresh it's fine you know what i mean i'll I'll fuck with some okra but um we'll get back to more food stuff i kind of wanted to get into your your uh your military experience and and all that good shit what made you join was it 9-11 like so many other people or was it um you know i from what i understand i think i i remember the timeline how it worked out for you but just to uh 
explain to people here what made you join the military? I come from a long line of military uh, in my family. My dad, my grandfather. No, when I refer to my dad, it's my, my real dad. So my Actually. dad, my grandfather, my great-grandfather, you know, and on my dad's side of the family, we came, our ancestors came over on the Mayflower. So mm. we, this side, that side of my family has been here since pretty much the conception, you know what I mean? And uh, so I originally, it was funny because I was, I was checking out the different branches and two summers before is when I, when I was 16, when I went out and I visited my dad, I got certified to be a scuba diver. And when I came back, the Navy, you know, when I sat down with them, they're like, Oh, you want to be a seal? We can do this. And I was like, yeah, maybe so. And the more I thought about it, I was like, man, the fucking uniforms gay as fuck. The Navy. Yeah. I'm like, I don't want to be a seaman. So I I talked with the army. I'm like, eh, you're not really offering much. Was all set to go Marine Corps. And because I went through a growth spurt that one summer, it was either that summer or the summer after that. I mean, I, I grew like probably four or five inches in a summer. I just boom, shot up and my knees hurt. Well, growing pains. Well, my doctor at the time, high hippie. I mean, fucking always high. (laughs) <laughs> I know that because I, I went to school with the son and his son was steel stash. Nice. Um, but uh, he put in my, my fucking charts that I had a uh, possible Oshkosh Schlatter's disease, which is what a, the fuck's like, that? It's a deteriorate, uh, like a bone deteriorating, deteriorating uh, disease that basically breaks down the, bo- your bones and your knees over, over time. I'm like, what the fuck? It sounds like so, rickets, like one of yeah. those old timey diseases. Yeah. So I was like, I, I was pissed. And I was like, well, fuck you. And I walked out and I looked to my right and I was like, well, I haven't talked to the Air Force. So I went in, talked to them. They took <laughs> me and the rest was history. Because <laughs> nice. my dad, my dad was, was Navy. Um, I think my grandfather was Navy. I had some army in there. And I don't know, like I said, I just didn't, I didn't dig being called a seaman and I didn't like their uniforms. I call it, call it tacky. I mean, I, I don't dog anybody for going to the, to the Navy. I mean, but you can. I like the Air Force and. I think that the Navy has the number one, I don't know how you put this, but they, the, the Navy is like the, the branch with the most out of shape people in it. And you'd think it would be the Air Force. Really? Because I would have said the Air Force right out the gate. Yeah, well, supposedly it's the Navy. From what I heard, now this was a few years ago. I mean, Let's see if we can look that up. Because all we had to do is ride a fucking stationary bike for 20 minutes or whatever every year. That was our PT test. Once we were done with basic, I'm looking and, it up right now because all the other branches did push up, sit ups, and I think a two mile run. Yeah, um, I would be. I would because I, I served, dude. There's dudes in there on the Fat Boy program. They either had to lose some weight or they lost rank. Yeah, I, I'm not seeing anything directly pop up, um, but the one. <laughs> Uh, one in five troops are too fat to fight. Um, there's a lot of pictures of Private Pile in here. From I like I like Private Pile. I, I related to him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Here we might have something here. Felt bad for the fuck. Yeah, it's kind of sad, right? It's a fucked up movie. movie. It was a great movie, but yeah, fucked up. Yeah, I dude. Go ahead. I, I saw Arlie Ermey at, uh, before he died at our, uh, we have a big, uh, outdoor show 
in down in Harrisburg every year and he was a, a guest speaker. So he was like standing in the middle and, you know, obviously it was sectioned off and there was bleacher seats and what have you. But I went up to, you know, the fence, got a picture of him. I was like, fuck yeah, that's Arlie Ermy, man. Yeah, man. I, it's uh, when I, when I type that in, the air force pops up right away. When I, when I ask military branch with the most fat people, but um, it doesn't specifically say, oh, yeah, Navy is the fattest. So, look, I'll share this with you. Oh, okay. Supposedly, it's the Navy, dude. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. I, and, and I do think that that's kind of interesting. But, yeah, we have right here, Navy is the fattest branch of the military, the, the Pentagon reports. Um, oh, yeah, it's multiple sources. Okay. Hey, that, that makes me happy because when I was in, we, we were considered the, the fattest branch because they didn't make us run or anything. You know what I mean? Or do push-ups or sit-ups. Yeah, look, this this one's saying it too. So there's three sources saying it. All right. Um, yeah, man, but look at the year. I mean, this is around 2019. I don't know how often they test this. I, I think it makes sense. Um, the Air Force, a lot of people like to bag on in the military. I like a lot oh. of that military culture. Yeah, and totally. and um, I know a lot of the other branches will say, and even like uh, Border Patrol and shit like that, which isn't technically a military branch, I don't think. I don't think yeah. that's Coast Guard, right? That would be something different. Yeah, um, Coast, Guard, Coast Guard's in the in the military. Yeah, Coast Guard's one of the five. You got Coast mm-hmm. Guard, Marines, Army, Air Force, Navy, and Space Force. Now, Space Force would make the six. You're right. So, but yeah, no, I think that it's interesting that all these other branches make so much fun of the Air Force. And dude, that's an important aspect of of like 21st century fighting. You know what I mean? And you know, maybe all fights are done from the air. Well, yeah, and and the United States supposedly has the strongest military because we have the two largest air forces. Mm-hmm. We have the Air Force and then the Navy's Air Force, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Or the the naval planes. But uh, yeah, maybe that's why because the Navy is uh, not only on boats, but they're also in planes like that. Um, dude, if I was gonna if I if I had to pick a branch, I'd pick Air Force all day. Yeah, you know what I mean. Not it doesn't seem like necessarily easy, but it just seems like the way to no, go. No, the, the where the Air Force differs. Okay, now basic we did push ups, sit ups. You know, we did PT. You know, and, and ran. Um, that was like the only time. Well, and tech school, we had to run every morning. <laughs> the only whatever. time. Um, but the what sets the Air Force apart is their standards are a lot higher for the ASVAB uh, ASVAB ranking so you have to you have to have a decent brain on you to to get in you know what i mean it's not like yeah a lot of technical and a lot of high attention to detail the smallest shit i mean most most of the other branches they rolled their t-shirts we had to fold ours into six inch squares and and every every fold had to had to line up perfectly so you'd sit there with tweezers and you just pick it and put an iron on it, pick it, put an iron on it. Some guy, so we got a systems in, in basic training. Some guys were really good at, at folding the shirt. Some guys were good at doing the underwear. Some guys were good at the socks. Some guys were good at the, the BDUs or the, or the, you know, so whoever was good at what some guys were good at, I was one that was good at, you know, shining shoes, or, you know, the boots. So I'd have a whole bunch <laughs> of boots. I'd, I'd polish them. Hey, fuck, fold my shirts. You know what I mean? You know, you just barter and trade, but I mean, it was that's so that funny. tedious. It was crazy. But yeah, if you're, if you know, your three big, um, main jobs, the backbone of an air force is you have a crew chief who's responsible for maintaining the aircraft. You have weapons, which is what I was. 
they are the true backbone of the Air Force because without us, it's just another fucking airline. That's that that's one of our taglines. It's on one of my coins. Without us, it's just another airline because you know we we load the ammo for for the gun, the missiles, the bombs, rockets if it, if applicable, and then you had avionics, which took care of the radar system. Mm. And so those were the three big ones that were always out on the flight line, and those were the three that always ragged on each other the most. So the chief, the weapons loaders, and then the radar. Yep. Interesting. Yeah, and, man, I think uh, that had to have been kind of cool to see all the weapons, like mm. see all the, not the bullets. I mean, bullets would be cool to see, but like rockets, like you say, and bombs. I mean, there's something that is cool about seeing like a live bomb. And it it may be kind of like a meathead statement to make, but I think that it's kind of cool to know like, yeah, I'm putting this in a plane and it's going to fuck some people up. Mm-hmm. There's something cool about that. Oh, there's something very cool about that. You know what I mean? It's like every other branch sends their enlisted out to go fight. The Air Force sends their officers out to go fight. So we're, we stay back at the air base while the officers are up there flying around, risking getting shot down or whatever. And they're just fucking dropping bombs, throwing missiles, you know, popping chaff flare, whatever. Hopefully they're not in a dogfight and need to use their gun. You know, other than uh, the, uh, the A-10. That, that one's known for its gun system. They really? built the plane around that gun system. Huh. That's so a fucker. That that takes out tanks. There's not much dog fighting anymore in the in the military, is there? Not really. Um we we, we didn't experience much of it. Um because I joined in ninety six. Mm. So I served from ninety six to two thousand. So nine eleven happened a year after I got out. But like I said, the Gulf War never fucking stopped. It might have said we stopped and, and you know, won on TV. But when I was over there, we were still dropping live bombs. We didn't fire any live missiles. There was a couple times where um, the Iraqis would, you know, test the waters and come into the, the fly zone that we were, you know, patrolling and what have you. But, uh, you know, every, every time they took off, man, they were popping chaff and flare just to make sure that shit worked in case they needed to use it. But, and He's- we, we kind of touched on the U-2 uh, spy plane last night and what have you that's where i got to see it um in action and that's why i was like i don't i don't think it it, it flied too slow i could see maybe back in the day the sr-71 being more confused with with maybe a ufo then you know what i mean just because of its speed and yeah and and capabilities but the i don't know it, but times were different you know and you, you kind of mentioned that too you know from what we see today to to back then i mean shit we're leaps and bounds more technology than what they had in the 50s you know what i mean yeah supposedly i I don't know why the the author of that book cited that specifically it's that mind control world control book and um at the very end he he cites the u2 spycraft and it is a cia plane Mm -hmm. and that's why i think that that it gets a lot of the hype around it um supposedly it's been around since the 50s and 60s like i don't know exactly what year he doesn't say that but you know it formally it formally came out in 97 so you know that's that's right around when you're fucking around over there yeah and um yeah they wore they... space suits dude they did yeah the pilots because they they flew that high up like they were what's it inner earth orbit pretty yeah. much i mean so they they had spacesuits on and and the pictures that they used to use at, at, you know and the cameras on that shit you know and, and it was used a lot in the cold war um to to see what the Russians were doing and, and what have you before it was even, you know, announced. Yeah. But it, it was neat because it, 
had pogo uh the the wheels for the 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 wings because they stuck out so far um so when it took off they had a i believe it was a corvette at the time you know it was kind of souped up so it would keep up it would take off this corvette was a chase chase vehicle they'd drive all the way down you know as fast as it could because you know other aircraft need to get on there they'd grab these pogo uh we called them pogo sticks um and they'd gather them and then when it landed they they had guys at the end you know waiting for it so when it went by they they could hook it up quick so the wings didn't didn't touch the ground it had something to to stabilize it it was it was a neat sight oh shit that's pretty cool yeah, yeah dude. it's crazy how much that's changed even since like even today i'm sure that there's a different system for that maybe mm-hmm. not but yeah, yeah dude, no, i don't even it, know if they even still use it i mean they might but I, it's hard to say you know what i mean they're probably all in afghanistan now to be honest you know what i mean true they fucking yeah. left them there so so you you go in before 9-11 you're mm-hmm. loading weapons during the gulf war do you think that they were dropping a lot of those bombs just on empty you know patches of desert do you think they were actually bombing people see we weren't privy to to the targets you know what i mean because sure. it's, it's a need to know i would assume if they're going to waste the money it's going to be on an actual target you know what i mean i, I wouldn't see them just drop them just to to drop them you know not to keep their budget up you don't think or to feed the military industrial complex well you know that does make sense because you know when uh during the end of the fiscal year you know we burn through as much fuel as we can so we make sure we get the next budget and then like for i don't know probably two three weeks before you know before the new fiscal year starts we're hardly even flying you know so we're just doing maintenance on them and, and what have you kind of standing around because we, we burn through all you know all the fuel so that that could be you know you use up the old stock you know and get your budget da, 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 da. so it, it, they could have been just target practice you know what i mean but you yeah. know it was some pretty cool you know especially a, it, the ajm 65 which is an air-to-ground missile it's tv guided so if if you remember all those old footages or even some from now um where you're you're seeing this bomb come from up top yeah, and, and it's getting closer, 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 and then poof, it, just a, a big light. Those are those are TV guided bombs, and they 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 are amazing. Like when we'd load the dummy ones, and you weren't supposed to do this. The only thing that was live on it, you know, for training purposes, was that camera. Yeah. So you could you could turn it to heat, or you could turn it to uh, oh, what was the other one? Infrared, I think. And we'd fuck around, and we we'd lock on to someone way down at another squadron and it would pick pick them up walking right we turn it on heat it pick up a human and if they're walking in front of the jet the the, the camera starts doing like a, a figure eight looking looking for that heat source and then all of a sudden it, it'll lock back on and start uh-huh. tracking them again <laughs> but you know you didn't want to get caught doing that because it's like you know you had to treat it like it was a live weapon but, sure yeah, it was fucking it was fucking neat we'd lock on trains going by and it'd just fucking track it and what have you that's dope dude dope. yeah it's so funny giving like a bunch of fucking kids because that's what you guys are at that yeah. age giving yeah. kids millions of dollars in weapons uh-huh. it's wild yeah, it 18 19 years old working on a multi-million dollar f-16 with multi-million dollar round you know weapons <laughs> yeah it's nuts dude it's crazy the system that we have here but so so obviously you like that and you get out right before 9 11 mm-hmm. any temptation to to sign back up after that or did you kind of see through 9 11 as as bullshit or what, what was the at, deal there at first at first yeah there, it was huge but uh, my wife my ex-wife i should say uh ended up getting pregnant 
And mm-hmm. I had to really weigh this option because I was like, okay, I'm going to be a first time dad or do I, you know, try to go back in and go over and load some bombs and fuck some shit up. Cause that's still the mindset that I was in. You know what I mean? I still have that military strong military mindset. Um, a lot of that has with forced effort, you know, except for a couple things, you know, toilet paper has to be, it goes over the top, you know, when you unroll it, lace is tucked in gig line, you know, we've, we've kind of talked about, you know, some of that with the, you know, military indoctrination, which is basically a form of MK ultra is what basic training is. You still fold your shirts in a six inch squares that I, I, I <laughs> with tweezers um, and i do not make my bed with the military corner I, when i got out i said i am never making a fucking bed again and my wife's the bed maker and every now and again she'll be like can you can you at least just make the bed and i i would never do it right to her standard so i quit doing it again she's like you don't even make the bed. i'm like because every time i do you go back and fucking change it the way you like i don't care if i have to get into a fucking made bed i just want covers over me i don't give a fuck you know what yeah, I, mean? yeah, I, I don't do even make that year yeah, yeah, I don't make my bed here. We don't make our bed. It's no. just, you know what I mean? And her sister doesn't either. She likes a made bed to pull, you know, pull the covers back and, and hop in. Whatever. Hey, that, that gives you a sense of solitude and joy and whatever. It is nice. But I it mean, is. like, dude, I'm always running around. Like, I, yeah. I, dude, I don't have any time for that shit. Who has time to make a fucking bed? So, no, I, I mean, it is nice that she does that. Because it is, it, you got to admit, it is kind of nice, like peeling back the cover. It's nice. It's it not is. like it's going to change my mind. I'm going to be like, well, I'm not going to sleep in this bed. It wasn't fucking made. Right. But it's it's <laughs> definitely, there's something to it. So, yeah, man, no, I, th- I think that it's interesting. And, and I, I should thank you for your service. You know what I mean? Oh, I think welcome. that, you know, everyone, uh, everyone that does that, man, whether it's uh, for the, the GI Bill, which, you know, that's kind of a shitty excuse to get in there. But everyone that yeah. goes in there and does it's done more than I have. You know what I mean? I, I, uh, one of my big regrets is not getting in the military, but, um, you can be a patriot, uh, in in other ways. You know what I mean? You don't, obviously you're not going to get the same stamina or, or, uh, people look at you a different way when, you know, and and that took a long time and it it is still weird. Like when people thank me, it's just like, don't thank me. I don't, I don't give a fuck. You know, I did it, you know, whatever, you know? And like, I went to a, a hockey game the one time and with my my wife's uncle and they wanted to acknowledge all the vets and you know a lot of the old timers you know vietnam may, may mainly vietnam maybe some world war ii it, i doubt it but it was mainly vietnam vets. yeah you know you'd see them standing up and he's like nudging me he's like stand up i'm like no no let them have, <laughs> you know let them have the credit i don't fucking need that you know what i mean it's just just kind of how i was raised you know what i mean like i just yeah. uh, eh. Be low key. Yeah, yeah, no, I uh I gotta ask you this then since you're in the military, come from a very patriotic family. Did you or your family stand up for the national anthem when it was being played on the TV at home? My family, no. <laughs> me, Do you? Me, me now, yeah. Really? Yep. That's so funny. Because I gotta I actually gotta I have a little beef with Ron from New England. Uh his fourth of July episode. I was listening to it and uh I'm driving down down the road. I'm almost back to 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 the to the shop, right? His outro song was the fucking national anthem. And I'm sitting there fucking that this is still part of that MK ultra mind control shit that they do to you in base street. I'm like, motherfucker, I, I can't fucking pull over. I can't, I can't, you know, if I reach over to fucking stop, the camera's gonna see me look thinking I'm gonna play with my phone. I'm, I'm sitting there fucking kind of almost wigging out. I'm like, I can't stand up. <laughs> you know, this is the fucking national anthem. But yeah, we watch football. 
no one else in the house, you know, I, I stand, put my hand over my heart. <laughs> you know, it's just it's that's so funny to me. That's funny, man. No, I, I think that that's like, uh, I don't know why that's so funny, but like, just like, or, or if you're all by yourself, you'll stand up and uh huh. Yeah. That's so funny, dude. Well, hey, you yeah, know, cause if... it was, it was ingrained in you, you know, if you're on base, you know, every day they play, they played it at five o'clock, you know, you had to stop, you know, face wherever the flag was, you know, you slew. If you were in your car, you had to pull over to the side of the road, you know, all sorts of shit. You know, it was just it just so programmed. You know, you hear that national anthem, you stop and you, you you're at attention. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it's one of those things like the Pledge of Allegiance. It took me a while to, to kind of realize that that's a little weird. Mm. Um, pledging allegiance oh. to a flag and all that shit. Well, that was um, a psyop. A lot of it is, man. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and for some reason now it's out of schools, which I don't know what that means for for generations here i think that honestly i do think that it is to train kids to not be patriotic which i have mm-hmm. a big problem with but um yeah dude no that's just that's hilarious to me so when do you get when do you get married to your current wife who also has a step a, a son of hers so that's your stepson yeah, right two sons she has an older son they he i don't know he went through some shit they don't he don't really talk okay um but and her youngest son now i'm I helped raise the youngest son, you know, he's, my daughter will be 19 tomorrow. He'll be 21 this October. So they're like a year and a half, almost two years apart. So, but we got married five years ago, but we, we've been together. I think this will be our 14th year together. We've been together for a while. Like we both, we both came out of uh, marriages. So we weren't really in a rush, you know, like the, 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 the idea of like whatever you know I don't, I don't need that headache again yeah yeah you know we, i bought a house and she's like you know why don't why don't we get married oh, okay so so we did you know did she ask not you going anywhere. no i asked her I, I i did propose to her she but, told you to ask her that uh no i just randomly <laughs> popped the quite like we were engaged for years yeah you know and that, that was about the extent of it you know what i mean i like i never we never neither one okay yeah you're my fiance whatever you know okay I'm, I'm cool with that you know title um but after we bought a house we were like you know what i think we're just kind of settling down you know i'm 45 she's 51 you know she's a couple years older than me you know yeah going after the cougars nothing wrong with that not, nothing wrong with that at all apparently there's there's a few of us in the in this podcast game that, that went after some cougars so like the old beef yeah you know it's it's experienced it knows what it likes and uh it's a good it's a good time so they're not as yeah. whorish there's a lot of 20 20 year old 30 year old women that are whores whores bad yes. so yeah. yeah yeah it's 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 interesting i don't know when that changed but yeah man like i've dated some girls younger than me by like three four years you know when mm-hmm. i'm 25 they're 21 22 i dated one girl that was 19 when i was 22 really really beautiful chick awesome girl fun parents were fucking dope everything was really cool with her but dude just a fucking i mean stab you in the back if you weren't looking you know mm-hmm. what i mean and yeah. even though she she was raised with her mom and her dad there's just something and programmed in a lot of these girls that makes them fucking like just down to fucking like flirt with other dudes and and fuck oftentimes yeah. but um yeah so i'm with you on that how long were you single um after how long did you first because you were married before how long did mm-hmm. were you single couple, after that divorce like we we met each other by happenstance actually i was 
kind of talking to her cousin. It was a girl I went to high school with, which we, which was weird because we, in high school, we hated each other and we were kind of talking and then she got fucking weird quick. Like she thought we were going to fucking elope in the, in October. We were just started talking in like, I don't know, August. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like fucking cuckoo, batshit crazy. And I remember meeting her one time. She came over to her house and we, we kicked it off, like kicked off a good conversation because I didn't really know her. Um, but we had, she was friends with a lot of my close friends that I went to high school with and and we just started talking. And then at first, um, I thought, I thought she was like trying to spy on me for a cousin. Like she texts me and this and that. I'm just like, dude, stop you know what i mean you know it, i i want nothing to do with her you know she's a fucking whack job and she's like no i just want to be your friend and i guess what sealed the deal is i i told i flat out told her i don't seek friends mm. and apparently that made me a challenge so then the rest is history nice <laughs> okay oh yeah dude, I, was, I, mean, that's... I was at a point in my life i'm like you know what i'm sick of being this pretend person to try and keep my you know ex-wife or whatever that I had went through, went down the whole Christianity thing, deep, hard, read Bible cover to cover. That's when I got baptized in Susquehanna, you know, went through that. And then after that divorce is probably when I started really questioning things and, you know, opening my mind to, to other thoughts and venues, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Not just conspiracy, but just in life in general. And I, I was like, you know what, if I ever meet another woman, you're going to like me for me. You know, at at nature, I can be a dick. I've since changed that a lot, you know, especially since getting into into podcasting and and listening to podcasts, you know, just trying to be a better person, put out a, be nice, you know, say hi Mm -hmm. to somebody, let, you know, let them go first or whatever, you know, and just not be a fucking asshole all the time. And, uh, but yeah. Yeah, man. I, you know, there's something, something about just like, uh, you know, just being being fucking confident in yourself and comfortable in your own skin and all that shit. And I do mm-hmm. think it's kind of funny that a lot of people that get into conspiracies seem to get into it because of a, a specific like global event. But it seems like what got you into it was a, a divorce. And I think that's kind of interesting. Well, that didn't that didn't necessarily get me into conspiracies. I've always been into them, you know, since like probably middle school, you know, and I think you and i had talked about this before like the first thing that i really ever thought was like conspiracy and secret was like the masons you know what i mean you always heard you know i told you the story before you know sitting there on the on the steps in in the local town there in, in the town i grew up in here in in uh pennsylvania and my buddy and i talking yeah you know if you talk bad about the, the masons they'll, they'll they'll make you disappear they'll take you out and kill you mm-hmm. oh really yeah and then you know you, you find you go to the library and find whatever possible book on conspiracy theories or cryptid you know ufo you know whatever so i was yeah bigfoot ufos you know stuff like that 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 was like the early stages of me getting into like conspiracies and so i've always been that kind of question things and you know so but what's really weird is a lot of people woke up at 9-11 it took me a while to wake up after 9-11 like i and like i said a year fresh out of the military so i bought the narrative yeah hard you know what i mean i wanted to go fucking kill bin laden all these bin guys. laden yeah i almost said some some things that i probably shouldn't say yeah um 
you know, military language that, that we used to use back in the day. Um, sure. But uh, yeah, I, I wanted to go, I wanted to go do it. Let, let's blow these people up. You know, they, they, they blew us up. Let's go fucking like, light their ass on fire. You know, yeah. and, and then you had like Toby Keith coming out with all these music, <laughs> and, you know, and, and other artists, you know, and, and it was like you just pumping the flames and flames and flames. And then after a while, you start looking into it, especially the Pentagon and Building 7 and then Flight 93, which went down in Shanksville, which is not all that far from where I live. You know, maybe a couple hours, no debris, nothing. You know what I mean? It's just like, all right, shit's not adding up. Let's let's start looking into this but it took me a while to get there before yeah. you know a lot of other conspiracy theories were were on it almost right out the gate you know what i mean i've gone back and forth on that dude I'm, i must have misunderstood you when you said that you know that opened your mind that you know it must it must have been more spiritual shit or or yeah you know the answers to the universe or whatever okay yeah. so yeah misunderstanding there but yeah no definitely um i went back and forth myself on 9-11 i thought that it was real you know i was a fucking young kid too mm -hmm. I was, what 10 in 2001 yeah 10 i was born in 91 okay you know thinking it, it buying a hook line and sinker because i'm a child and then uh in middle school starting to like ask questions you know what i mean so um five four four years later or so three years later um but i mean dude you know it's pounded in a lot of people's heads and then like my sister was indoctrinated in it too and she wasn't even alive when when the oh, whole no. thing went down you know but she's on her instagram posting about you know never forget and all this shit and i always go on there when her, and she stopped doing it but i would always go on there and be like you weren't even alive during this like what are you talking about <laughs> like i always have to troll her be the be the big brother but um yeah man it is it is wild the the ways that they make this shit happen and we're all too familiar with it in this mm -hmm. in this little community here but yeah dude um so like where you're at now you know you seem pretty pretty happy you know that you seem that after the the military growing up eating raw hot dogs you know fucking you know going through a, a one marriage try one try one no 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 i told adam the closest that i've gotten to eating a raw hot dog is heating them up letting them cool off to room temperature and i would hold them like a cigar when i was a kid and take bites out of them like that you know like a cigar <laughs> nice. and like just nice. hold them hold them like sitting on the on the couch watching uh fucking you know fairly odd parents or some shit and just eating eating a cigar the funny thing i used to do that with uh velastic pickles because of the commercial he he would hold it like that and be like classic see yeah you know? <laughs> and, uh, i would do that yeah, <laughs> acting like a mobster fucking shit yeah. on a wiener but yeah no so so you know you have a marriage that fails um happens all the time you find a, a one that you're happy in mm -hmm. and um yeah dude i think that it's pretty cool and now you're podcasting um I gotta ask what got you into podcasting too. There had to have been some shows out there that, you know, not not anything to do with like our our kind of story, how we met, but like what got you into like wanting to do a podcast in the first place? Because you don't seem like an overly chatty person. You seem like you like to connect with people. Mm -hmm. But like me, I can ramble, I can talk, I can bullshit about all kinds of stuff. You seem like you are very different in that aspect, but you do like the connection with people, it seems. Yeah. Um, it, and it all depends on, 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 sounds kind of woo, -woo but the, the energy that, that, you know, you pick up in a, in a conversation like you and I, I can sit there and ramble with you. You know what I mean? Other yeah, yeah. people, you know, it, it, there, there's times, you know, like I, I, I can, it, it, and I think it, I think it has a little bit to do with my upbringing. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? Like I, 
didn't have the greatest and uh couldn't really trust people growing up so it's like you would but doing a podcast has really changed that for me it's gotten me to be more chatty and and to to actually pay attention to a conversation a little bit more like where before you know my wife could have told me something uh-huh yep yeah and she'd be like well we talked about it last night oh we did oh, i have no memory of it you know what i mean just like you know just letting i guess shit just go for no reason in one ear out the other yeah yeah and so i I knew about podcasts but i'd never listened to them and it was i think it was the second year after we got our house here and i took two weeks off we were getting chickens and i wanted to build a chicken coop and i was i was at the point where i was done listening to talk radio you Mm -hmm. know what i mean i listened to the big three you know you had glenn beck rush and then handed you know, and that's all I listened to, you know, delivering beer at that time, you know, and my wife would be like, how can you listen to that all day? I'm like, I don't know. It's just information. One day I just <laughs> needed to take in information. You know what I mean? And it, it was weird. I remember it was when I first started delivering beer, you know, I would always have music on back in the day, but I had like an hour commute. Something just clicked in me. I was like, I need a source of, of information because I always like learning new things. Yeah. And then so I took those two weeks off. And to build uh, a chicken coop and I, I did it under our carport, you know, so it's shady and what have you. And I pulled up my phone. I had, you know, my JBL out there and I was like, well, I'm going to look at a podcast. And I just typed in something like Sasquatch or Bigfoot. And, you know, cause you know, me have a, a, a little bit of a passion for the big hairy guy or whatever yeah i mean it's cool dude it's one of the early conspiracy theories that a lot of kids get into my dad loved bigfoot as a kid you know what i mean Mm -hmm. it's something that a lot of people like so i totally understand it so sasquatch chronicles popped up right yeah yeah i was like oh wow let me listen to this and i got hooked right away i was like (laughs) man these are some fucking crazy encounters these people are you know supposedly supposedly uh experiencing what have you and then somehow, I think it was through that, you know, he had a, a connection with, with Tony there for a little while and probably kind of helped him get a little bit bigger and, and what have you. And I started on the confessionals. And then that led at, at that time, I was really into, you know, like the, the cryptids and what have you. And then one day I was just like, dude, I, there's got to be conspiracy theory podcasts mm-hmm. out there. And I stumbled across. I'm not going to plug this person or his platform's name. Oh, uh, do whatever. No, whoever no, it is. Not not given. I don't don't care to. Uh, you okay. know who it is, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure the audience knows who it is. Um, but came across that, and and at the time it was good. Okay, and uh, it, it did connect me to a lot of other new uh, podcasts, such as yours. And when I came across yours, I was just like, oh, dude, there, you had something unique, and it was still when Brandon was on. And I'm not going to lie, Brandon drove me nuts. You know what I mean? But I like the the bantering. You know what I mean? And and you brought a lot of good points. I was just like, man, this is awesome. This is awesome. And one day, I, it, it, you know, I finally got sick of the, you know, you, you hear your outro music. And it's like, fuck, where's the rest of the conversation? Like, <laughs> I got to sign up. And, and then one night, I was drinking a beer. And I was like, you know, I, I can hang with some of these guys on, on these topics. Because I, I used to be in a lot of these Telegram chat you know channels and and talk and, and people be like dude you know the shit you're bringing up and, and and i never looked at myself in that light you know what i mean because yeah. like you said 
I can be chatty, but I never looked at myself as a chatty person or someone that does have a brain in his head. You know, or felt I mean? like, like your my, words mattered to anyone. Yeah, 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 exactly. And one night I was just got to admit, I was a little drunk and I was like, you know what? I'm going to message Ryan on, on, on Instagram. If he gets back to me, he gets back to me. And dude, you got back to me like, yeah, I hope. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> holy fuck. Are you fucking serious? Like, and dude, I ain't going to lie. When I first met you, at, you know, I fanboyed. I'm just like, holy fuck. This is Ryan D from Dangerous Football. That's so funny you to know, hear, dude. You know, it, it was weird. And now we've, we've developed a beautiful friendship and, you know, talk a lot and it's just fun. And I think, I think those telegram conversations is looking back on it. I didn't know it at the time, but I think that was actually prepping me yeah. to become a podcaster. It was, it was kind of honing in those skills. Now, even when I first start nervous as fuck, you know what I mean? Oh, Hey, you want to come on and talk? You know, dude, my palms would get sweaty just like Eminem sang in his song. I never mm. understood that until, until I started. I was just like, what the fuck? You know, I'd be sitting here and my fucking wipe my hands. I'm like, fuck i'm nervous you know and and now you know i'm not gonna say i don't get nervous but i'm really really comfortable behind the mic now you know what i mean like and and, and it, talking to different people and just being able to have a casual conversation you know we might start on a topic and then the conversation just goes to a completely other way and whatever information comes out is what's meant to come out you know with that person what, whatever it is you know what i mean like I had uh, Moral Bob on. I mean, it was the first episode on, on, on Flat Earth. Yeah. We ended up talking about raising chickens at, by the end of it. You know what I mean? We talked about Flat Earth for a little bit, and then it was like we just went on a just a general conversation. And we That happens with Bob for some reason. Yes. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm good with that because that, to me, I'm, I'm kind of like that. You know what I mean? I, yeah. I can, I can just go, you know, and, you know, starting – you know, doing the talk at the tavern at first, I didn't really talk much because I wanted everybody else. And now, you know, I interact a, a, a lot more and I won't have you, but yeah, it's just, it, it's fun. Uh, I never, never thought I'd be sitting here doing it. And yeah. And you know, t fuck, I got to talk to a childhood here. I got to talk to Tommy fucking Chong, you know what yeah, I mean? That's like, pretty dumb. I'm like, fuck, you know, I, I remember fucking couldn't wait for my parents to leave so i could sneak and watch you know like up and smoke or, or whatever you know what i mean because i would have got fucking my ass beat if i watched it but you know, yeah you know obviously if they were adults they could watch it you know but it's it, it's a blast you know what i mean i look forward to it and you know going like going on different shows is is fun now it's it's not nerve you know nerve-wracking people it, coming to terms with people actually want to hear what you have to say and sit there and hold a conversation on a certain level of, of I'm not saying I'm a genius, but on a certain level of intellect on some of these topics, you know what mm -hmm. I mean? I'll be the first to admit I'm not the greatest at doing research. I, for some reason, and I, it was the same way in school. You know, you put something that I had to study for a test, dude, ADHD, and I'm not ADHD at all, but I just get anything would sidetrack me. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? And you now like if you look into stuff you know it's easy for me to go down and oh look at that rabbit hole let's see where that goes and ne next thing you know i'm completely off topic of you know what we were originally set out to to you know explore like with the pilgrim society and what have you and it's like okay you know but that that's something i think i'm gonna uh, i'm gonna try and work on you know what i mean because i you have I think to I can, I, I can do it 
and and do it in a way where I I kind of want to do maybe something a little different down the road where I, I do kind of how you do, you know, you don't always have a guest on, you know, pick a topic and just kind of talk about it, whether it's 30 minutes or whatever, and maybe throw it on the Patreon, just, just something, yeah. not like a rant, but just like, you know, I have this conspiracy dossier or whatever, you know, let's talk about the airships of the 1800s. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, who knows, but we'll see, that's, I, what's kind of cool. Dude. And when I say you have to, you know, obviously you don't have to do anything, but I think that it, it helps your ability to have like a more dynamic show. You know what I mean? And you know, you can, then you have that in your pocket and, or if someone wants to get on your show and talk with you about something, you're more familiar with it. Um, Dude, I was always a horrible researcher in school. And that's what is really addicting to me personally about this whole thing is when I do my diligence and research a topic. And if I seem tired, dude, I'm sorry. I took an edible by mistake and I am fucking (laughs) so high right now. I don't know if you can tell. Dude, yeah, I, I'm such a lightweight, and I'm, like, just sitting here, like, fucking trying to stay awake. Oh, that's and, fucking hilarious. Dude, it's so funny, because I, I, I wanted to take it, because I wanted to get tired, because I'm, so I'm, I told you, and by the time this episode comes out, hopefully my truck is fixed, but my uh, radiator shit on me, yeah. and my awesome dad, who's such a G, dude, came out, helped me, we figured out that it was the radiator that's fucked up took it to his house so he's gonna go golf in the morning tomorrow i went and bought a new radiator we're gonna fix that hopefully by the time y'all are hearing this my truck is back to normal and my fucking air conditioner works in this goddamn 100 plus degree heat out here in tucson um so anyway you know what were we saying before that before i got in my fucking tangent about you said you're really high because you accidentally ate it edible you said i'm sorry if i sound seem tired (laughs) Yeah, no, no, it's not that I, I remember saying that. Uh, I thought oh, we were about, about me, uh, uh, maybe doing like a, a solo episode, yeah, you know, branching out and being able to, you know, ha- have that in my pocket as a tool. Yeah, so what I was getting at, why, why it's so addicting to me to do that research is because when I do my diligence on a topic and someone tells me that I do good research, that to me is fucking crazy to hear every time I hear it because my teachers would always tell me how bad I was at researching and retaining information. Now I go off notes in the episodes, but well, right, like, you have to, yeah, well, yeah, if it's an hour and a half long episode, you can't just memorize all this shit, but you know, being the one that that's able to find this stuff and then someone actually thinking that I have somewhat of a good thought process on a specific topic to me is, is like I said, it's addicting. It's what I think really makes me want to grow the show is mm-hmm. it's cool to hear that dude. When you, when you've been pounded in your head by the system that you're a below average or average human being, because that's what you're, well, that's what you are when you're a, a student, you're your mm-hmm. grades. And so, you know, when you, when you feel inferior compared to your peers, because you're average or below average, it, you know, you, your confidence is really kind of brought down. And then when people start telling you like how fucking crazy your research was, it's fucking cool, dude. You know what I mean? So I think that it would, it would just, like I said, give your show a new dynamic to it. And, like I said, another feather in that cap, dude. You can fucking be like, yeah, dude, I found all this shit. I have, you know, diverse opinions and all that. But um, yeah, dude, I let's always, wrap. Let's, oh, I, go ahead. I, I told you, you know, when we first ever started talking, I'm like, man, I, you do great research. That's what I liked about listening to your show. And after right, getting to nice. know you, know, your, your story, you know, and I was kind of the same way in high school. You know, I didn't get best grades. I never really applied myself. So I did bad. one year and, and, and I made honor roll um oh nice that i I was just like you know but that was just so i could because i failed ninth grade 
and I wanted to graduate with my class. So the next year, I actually just read and did the assignments yeah. and made the honor roll. Um, so I had to do ninth and 10th grade all in one year in order to be a junior and, and then graduate. But, you know, it, it that's just, cool. I, I, I was, you know, the same way, you know what I mean? And, and when I hear someone, you know, you, you get that random email or a comment on yeah, you yeah. Know, an episode, Hey man, I love your show. You, you're doing a good job. Or, or you have a guest on ghost. You're so easy to talk to. You, you just, you're, you're calm. You're not excited. You know, you, you let us, you, you don't cut me off and let me speak and what have you. And and it's neat to hear that it, it's hard because I, I've never grew up with compliments. You know, I, I made the honor roll that year. My mom, dad, stepdad, I was still a piece of shit in their eyes, still under this mm. day. So it was like, you know, whatever. So like when I hear compliments, like, why are you compliment me? You know, what's your agenda? You know, mm. <laughs> who, who, who you affiliated with, you know, but. Well, you're not uh, a piece of shit to me or to any of the people no. that listen. I think a lot of people appreciate the show. Yeah. And hopefully more and more people will do it all the time, man. I think that, uh, you know, any everyone in this community has like a different way of doing things. You brought up Bob earlier and I said it, the topic always goes on tangents when you're with Bob. Mm-hmm. That's great. You know what I mean? Some like I have one episode, I think, with Bob and about to release another one. And the first one, we were supposed to talk about the Vatican and all the weird shit in the library. I think mm-hmm. we talked about that for two minutes in the, in the entire episode, but it's got a ton of listens. Yeah. Because it's just a, a free flowing conversation. It was a blast, and I, I have him on anytime. I actually want to do one of these with him. But um, let's wrap up this show here, talking a little more about some food, because okay. um, I do I do enjoy that you cook a lot, right? Yes, I do. I, I love cooking. You send me pictures of a lot of the stuff that you make, and I appreciate that. What is your specialty? If you had to like nail it down to either a category or um, something that you make from scratch really well. Mm. what would that be um i know that you like cajun but are you necessarily a good cajun cook mm-hmm. yeah I, I do make a good jambalaya okay um gumbo's up there too good at etouffee uh we it's hard for us to get crawfish here so i usually do like a shrimp etouffee sure um but you can't find crawfish like frozen crawfish even at a uh, walmart it's it's hit or mitten especially not at walmart our walmart sucks uh, like neighborhood it, market yeah so like our one local grocery store um they they did every now and again they get they get them in uh one year they did uh i bought two big five pound bags of them me and the wife had a a a crawfish boil it was just me and her and Mm. then she she was we're sitting there eating them she picks out fucking large one right and i'm sitting there i'm fucking tearing mine open i look up and she's she's just sitting there holding it by the claws making it fucking dance (laughs) <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you she's like i don't know it's big look at it it's fucking dancing i'm like you're fucking crazy dude you know, you know what's so cool here we have this asian market it's called lily's i call it riri's because it's Riri. asian yeah, yeah i call it riri's it has it's so cool dude like first of all what i'll give you the bad news first about this place you walk in there it smells like a fish threw up on the floor it's disgusting but the good news is there's a lot of live fish and a lot of really cool shit you can do. Like there's live crab, live lobster, and you can take all this shit home. But dude, they had a, a on the weekends, they'll do live crawfish uh-huh. and you can just sit there and pick up crawfish out of this thing with tongs and throw them in a bag and they're alive until you throw them in the, in the boiling water. You know what I mean? And it's, oh, it's a little sad, you know what I mean? It yeah. is sad, but at the same time, they're bugs. Come on, yeah. let's just get over it here. They're mud bugs yeah dude oh so so good man and yeah crawfish like a crawfish boil is like one of the simplest things to make 
but it is a good time. Oh, it is. I'm the first time I ever went to one, I was still in the air force. We had got back from uh, Saudi Arabia. So we had like, when, when they give you time to uh, get, get adjusted to the time. And then they give you like a free week, you know, of leave. So we, we got like two weeks off and I went home with my buddy at the time. He, he has since um, ended his life apparently oh, uh, years and years ago, uh, which I came to find out, you know, the hard way. I'm like, Hey, has anybody heard from, you know, Marty Marr? And they're like, yeah, dude, he, he, uh, kind of, kind of bit the bullet. I was like, Oh shit. Okay. You shot himself. But, uh, huh? Yeah. PTSD. So, I don't know. I, I don't know what it was. I, I think he, I don't know. Could, could have got wrapped up in some drugs after he got out. I don't, I don't know. You oh, know cause he, where he lived wasn't far from Beaumont, Texas and Beaumont. I mean, if you were into master P and all that back in the day, I mean, Be- Beaumont's no Joey. You, you don't want to go to Beaumont. We, he took me through Beaumont, but yeah, no, I, I was fucking scared. And, yeah. uh, but we went to his dad who lived right across the border in Louisiana. And he's like, yeah, we're going to a boil. And I'm like, what the fuck's a boil? I'm thinking like a boil, like a sore. He's like a crawfish boil. I'm like, <laughs> oh, oh, okay. Never had crawfish before. I caught him in the Creek and we used to make him fight each other. Yeah. That was the extent of it. You know what I mean? Dude, they were playing like, true cajun music and and drinking beer dude it was a fucking blast and yeah. i was like oh i was hooked right out the gate and his mom made a uh crawfish etouffee it was the first time i had etouffee and i was just like oh i loved it that's etouffee is my favorite uh, i'll take that over jambalaya or gumbo any day Give what what is etouffee etouffee it's very similar i would compare it to i mean you make your your roux and you know your your sauce it's this creamy style sauce almost like i wouldn't say alfredo but it, to that kind of creaminess extent and it's rice shrimp your holy trinity it, it's not far off it's just more of a creamy sauce um it, it's i don't know it's so hard to to, to, to describe just a unique know? dish with a cream base to it yeah yeah okay. yeah it's really good garlic in there oh garlic oh yeah oh, oh. Your, your trinity every oh man it, it's it's fucking amazing um but if you get crawfish i mean you need a lot of them but uh yeah make, make it sometime but yeah two crawfish is one bite basically yeah if they're That's a decent crazy. size yeah yeah um, I, I make a really mean killer spaghetti uh for for a white guy i'm good at i'm good at chinese too i, I don't know i don't i don't really have a specific because i i always wanted to open a food truck that, mm. that I always kind of had that dream and I could never nail down like what I could put on the menu. I think my menu would just constantly change. Cause I, yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't want to bre- like I'm, I'm diverse. Like if I don't know how to make it, I, I, I watch videos or read recipes and, and, and watch other people make it until Okay, I'm confident. I'm going to give it a try, and so then stick with it. Yeah. Yep, so then, what I got to ask what what sets your spaghetti apart from other spaghetti? Because dude, I used to that was my bane of my existence as a child was my mom and dad would make so much fucking spaghetti once or twice a week. They would have spaghetti, and now I love spaghetti, but they would do it so much because again they they made a little less money when I was a kid. They're no by no means poor. I mean, we always had a right. ton of food. Spaghetti goes a long way for all week. You know yeah, I mean? it's cheap. You know, they mm-hmm. would usually use canned sauce as a base, but then they would add shit to it. So it was relatively cheap. And and uh, 
And yet, to be clear, I, I want to make it clear that my parents weren't like dirtbag poor. They were just like not nearly as well off as they are now, it seems. And um, so it's just it's funny to me that this dish that I hated so much because I would get tired of it. And my dad, I remember exactly how he would make his plates because it always looked so good. And me and my mom, like basic ass people, would just put the Parmesan cheese on top. Oh, my I dad ate shaker cheese. Uh, well, that's what we did. You know what I mean? But my dad. Yeah. So oh, I used this. to love it, too. But ugh, yeah, not anymore. Good. There's good shit that you can do now. The yeah. shredded and, and, and I like the uh, flakes. The flakes are, are top notch above everything else. You know what I'm talking about? Parmesan flakes. Yeah, they look I'm, like I'm little not scabs. a big Parmesan cheese fan. To me, okay. it has a, has a woody taste. Well, yeah, it's supposed to. It's earthy. But yeah, so yeah. My, what my dad would do, which is genius, and I, I really enjoyed looking at it. He would take, uh, you know, a full plate, you know, dinner plate, mm-hmm. about an inch and a half thick of spaghetti all around it. Inch and a half, we're talking. Mm-hmm. Slather sauce on top of it, maybe another half inch or more of sauce just on top of it. Yeah. And then grade cheddar cheese on top of that. And dude, it was fucking so good the first time I tried that. Um, you know, always garlic bread and shit oh. like that. But my dad would put a good amount of cheddar cheese on his spaghetti with usually meat sauce and mushrooms and onions and shit. Mm-hmm. So good. I don't know if anyone out there has tried spaghetti with cheddar cheese. Um, and then for some reason, as a kid, I would always drink milk with my spaghetti. Okay. That Very makes... weird. Very yeah, weird. That, that is weird. I, I mean, saw it in a, in a book once. I can't really knock it. I, I drank a lot of milk with most of my meals when I was a kid, too. I I, looking like back... A... And how much milk I drank, I think it's disgusting now because I don't drink milk anymore. I think it's oh, gross. No, yeah. oh, okay. Do you fuck with milk still? Now and again. I don't, not. it. Well, now that the kids move out, no one eats cold cereal. You know what I mean? And we'll be walking by and she'll, she'll get like one of the smallest little jugs. I'm like, why are you buying that? You don't, <laughs> you don't drink milk. I hardly ever drink. Well, just to have it on hand in case it's just we, good to we have make, in the house. <laughs> yeah, in case we, we need to make something with it. I'm like, if we need to make something with it, I'm the one that usually goes to the store and and, and buys the shit because yeah, I'm running the, one the gas cooking. station. Yeah. I'll buy the fucking milk then. You know what I mean? Other than that, no one's fucking with it. You know, I'll fuck with <laughs> almond milk. Almond milk's great. I like that kind of shit now. Like, and I don't mean to like I don't fuck with soy milk, um, oat milk. I liked before I heard that there was some weird problem with it with uh, how it does your liver or something weird. But almond milk, I'll fuck with heavy. You know what I mean? It's nice. We actually, I went to Sprouts yesterday because I called out of work yesterday and I didn't want to be seen at any of the grocery stores that we service. So right. I couldn't go to any of the main ones. So I went to Sprouts. Um, used to love going to Sprouts, dude. It's a fucking rip now. I mean, it's insanely expensive. I got like some bullshit organic gluten-free fucking mini wheats, blueberry mini wheat version that they have there, uh, like $7 a box. But, uh, you know, we had to get the uh, almond milk for that shit. You know what okay. I mean? It's, it's, it's a winner, dude. There's something creepy about a grown man that continues to really enjoy cow's milk. Mm. Something weird. I like, I like whole, whole milk. And if given the opportunity on a on like a saturday morning frying up some scrapple some bacon scrapple oh have you ever had scrapple i haven't but i've heard good things it's a it's a it's a midwest eastern thing yeah it has to be real thin and crispy so so you you, like perfect to do on like a blackstone or a cast iron pan you put a Mm. little lard down to to fry it in and some people to me it's fucking weird they'll put ketchup on it 
doesn't make sense. Mm. 99.9% of everybody that eats Scrapple puts maple syrup on it. And weird. Yeah, but it's so fucking good. Sweet and like, savory. Oh, yeah. So, like, have you ever had, like, breakfast sausage and kind of got into your, your syrup a little bit while eating pancakes? Kind of similar. I'll dabble. Similar I don't really like the sweet and savory, yeah. but I'll dabble. Okay. I'm not throwing but, out the sausage if it touches syrup. Right. Put it that way. Exactly. Um, but, yeah. Oh, it's... I don't even know what we were... Oh, so... But Scrabble. having Yeah. Having a glass, like, of raw milk man it just goes perfect with fucking pancakes and syrup to me oh sure no hey don't get me wrong i'll i'll fuck around with little cookies and milk but like if you ever just see what was the movie i think it was inglorious bastards or something where the nazi is just sitting there at the bar drinking a giant glass of milk (laughs) it's fucking weird and i think that that's why quentin tarantino did that it's strange when you see and then there's this old janitor at this walmart that i service bless his heart he's a nice dude army veteran that that just continues to work just to support his wife a little better and shit and uh he's the janitor cleans up shit and piss and throw up all day at walmart this motherfucker sweet dude walks out every morning on his break with a uh little glass or a little uh bottle of milk and i'm always like dude that is weird you know i love the dude i talk to him all the time he's a really really sweet dude but like it's like man there's something in that head of yours because you're just enjoying a glass of milk all alone that's funny you say that uh, the guy doesn't work uh, where I work anymore. He worked there, <clears throat> sorry, excuse me, maybe a year, year and a half. This was probably six or seven years ago. Um, but he'd pack his lunch. And in his lunch, he would have a little fucking mason jar of milk to have with his <laughs> lunch every day. And I, we all kind of thought it was weird, too. It's like, oh, yeah. there's Vic, Vic and his little little jar of milk. You know what I mean? It's, yeah, dude, it was it's weird. Fucking... But. <clears throat> Yeah, so, imagine but, imagine you're at a bar and some dude just wants some milk. You know yeah. what I mean? It's weird. I mean, yeah, that, that would be weird. Get a yeah, fucking dude. beer, dude. Yeah. What's wrong with you? You want some tequila? <laughs> what were you going to say? Uh, what, well, you asked what sets my spaghetti aside. Sure, so yes. We make our own sauce. Um, we can it and what have you. So I'll pull out the crock pot, okay? Put it on low or simmer. And I put my sauce in there, um, add some extra seasoning because we don't fully season it you know while it you know when we can it so i'll put some more italian seasoning chop up some fresh garlic throw it in there some onion um and some sometimes bell pepper it has to be red or yellow green green fucks with my gut a little bit and but i like the sweetness of the red and the, the yellow a little bit better okay some mushrooms and then i'll take um hamburger and sausage mix that together fry that up with some onion and garlic as well i don't hate it throw that in there and then i let that simmer all day for you know if if, if i'm doing it usually if i when i'm making spaghetti i'm, I'm for 40 start, hours yeah <laughs> almost <laughs> i'll start it on a saturday night before before i go to bed and, and <clears throat> i'll let that thing go until probably four or five o'clock sunday afternoon so it just seeped in with all these flavors. full day full day and then you know you put up your your noodles and then i'm the same way you know put the noodles in sauce noodles sauce noodles sauce my wife i don't know if you guys have it out there it's cooper sharp um it also goes by aged american would be the next similar thing but that's what she puts in hers i don't put cheese in mine i'm i'm a a purist 
Yeah, I'm, I am a purist. I'm a Green Bay Packer head or fan. I'm a cheese head that is not really big on cheese. Um, but uh, so then, okay, after we've eaten it, leftovers. Here's something for you. Have you ever had a spaghetti sandwich? No, but I, I heard someone. Was it you that mentioned that? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I had to admit, because who the fuck eats a spaghetti sandwich? Yeah. Well, that started out as a poor kid using leftovers. Now, I used to do it cold. So I would I would take the bread. I wouldn't toast it or anything. And I'd put butter on it, maybe some garlic powder, take cold, cold spaghetti, put it in there, and, and just fucking eat it as an after-school snack. Or, I don't or, hate or that. I, there's it's something... Fucking amazing. There's something about it cold that somehow is not as bad as a hot one. Because the hot one, do you toast the bread and shit? Yes. Now, recently, uh, I, I'll take uh, like garlic toast and I'll, I'll toast it on the Blackstone and then I'll take my noodles and pour a little sauce and heat that up on the Blackstone as well and then put some cheese on it. And then I once the, the bread's toasted, I, I combine that all together, make a sandwich, take it in, cut it in half, you know, and, and my wife. Cut it in half. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I got to cut it in half. And, and it's also served with a fork. That would be that would be fork. one of my fucking menu items. If I had, it would be a spaghetti sandwich. You'd and, have to come up with a better name. I, yeah, I wouldn't know what to call it. I've just always called it a spaghetti sandwich. I, fuck, I thought I invented this motherfucker. And one time. I think you did. Well, come to find out. Uh, are, do you know, are you familiar with the Bob and Tom show? No. Okay. It, they're a comedy morning show. They're, they're pretty big across the United States. Not in, not in every radio territory. But the one host that replaced um, Bob after he retired, Josh Arnold, he's a comedian. He was talking about it one day. He's like, yeah, I make a spaghetti <laughs> sandwich. I'm like, what the fuck? Someone else out there fucking makes a spaghetti sandwich, dude. I was fucking floored because I thought I came up. Well, in my mind, I never. As far heard as of I'm it. concerned, you did. I, we'll yeah, say I mean, I came home from school, and that that's what I would make. You know what I mean? And now the cold I, one, I I, I got to circle back to this cold one because that's that's really got my interest. First of all, you put cheese on the hot one. It sounds like mm-hmm. you put cheese on the cold one. No, I didn't. That might be the fucking ticket. I'll tell you, dude, the cold one doesn't sound that bad. Yeah, I don't know why. It. I if don't you ever know make spaghetti, why. Just try it. And I mean, you can toast toast your bread in a toaster. Yeah, that would probably make it a little better. Nah. Know, that little crunch. But I would just take plain bread, butter it, throw some garlic powder on there, put the spaghetti in there. Boom. And, and I'm assuming you're using just Wonder White bread. Yeah, or Ital- Italian now. Back, <laughs> okay. back then, it was, back, probably back when I was a kid, it was Wonder Bread, White Bread. You know what I mean? Just yeah, yeah. Plain, plain Jane, little potato squares, bread, you know? shit. Yeah, yeah, but, dude. Oh, dude, do you like cold food much? Like, uh, like stuff that's uh-huh. supposed to be hot, but but you're eating it cold. Pep- yeah, uh, pizza, spaghetti. Yep. Uh, and I think that kind of came with my upbringing. You know, you come home from school, you d- you didn't really know how to how to cook but there was leftovers you know tuna casserole dude i used to fucking chow that's like my all-time favorite food tuna casserole tuna casserole with i i some people put breadcrumbs on top yep peas tuna and a cream of mushroom soup and some noodles and then some people put breadcrumbs on i take plain chips just plain chips and crush i used to put them in the when it was baking now i just crush them on top and, not bad and you get the, oh dude it's fucking amazing but i would fucking devour that cold but you know as a younger kid not knowing and this was kind of pre-microwave days you know they weren't super accessible you know what oh, I mean? geez, were you in the fucking 50s here what are we talking about well they they were accessible but 
you know, my parents weren't super rich, you know, back then they cost like five, $600, you know what That's I mean? That's so like, crazy, huh? Yeah. So if, like if you went to a, a friend's house and they had a microwave, you knew they were doing something. You're you know like bowing I mean? down. This yeah, is a like, God. Fuck. <laughs> they got a microwave. So, That's so you know, funny. Cause I the microwave really... came out under Eisenhower, I think. Yeah. It was some of that alien technology, alleged alien technology. Yeah. And, but they were super expensive. Like when VHS first yeah. came out when, when I was a kid, dude, they were fucking super expensive. You know what I mean? Well, think about DVDs, Blu-rays, you know, yeah. any piece of technology, flat screen TVs. That's how it was. Um, one thing I was going to say, dude, is like, you know, eating the cold food when you're, when you're coming home, you know, from school, kids, uh, no human. I don't care about the starving kids in Africa or any of this stuff. No human is ever as hungry as a teenage kid or a elementary age kid coming home from school about to eat, dude. Every, mm-hmm. Like that is the hungriest a person is ever. Yeah. You know what I mean? You needed that after school snack before dinner. Yeah, it's crazy. It's and dude, I used to eat so much food. Like I still I still eat big portions and shit. Mm-hmm. But dude, like I used to and I was real skinny as a kid, uh, not as a kid kid, but as a teenager so much food and my sister who's a skinny kid too so much fucking food this kid eats she's 18 now which is so much food and it's just you know there's something about that going home from a a a mediocre day at school and then you fucking just like have the house and you got snacks dude after mom went to the grocery store oh yeah all kinds of shit i used to fuck hard with the michelinas frozen meals we did have a microwave call us rich sure call us rich Later on, like when I was in probably when we moved out here to Pennsylvania, we did have a microwave. Um, it, <laughs> I'm just it, fucking it, with you. <laughs> it, but it, it was it was the old dial type, though. You know, you, you turn it to like three oh, those are like bombs push button in and, and what have you. But I, I just I don't know. I my go to because I guess I was so used to it. Just cold. And yeah. in the military, I hardly ever heated up any of my MREs. Yeah. You know, I love my favorite was the spaghetti. Everybody mm. looked at me like I was a fucking retard. I'm like, no, nah, dude, I'll trade you for your spaghetti. I fucking rip that open and just fucking eat it. You know, and everybody's over there pouring their water and their little fucking chemical heater and this and that. Isn't it powder? <laughs> what the chemical heater? No, isn't the the MREs aren't they kind of powdery and dry? <laughs> no, oh, they're wet. Yeah, they're wet. They're just. I don't, I don't know what the fuck they put in them to, to store for that long, but yeah, you rip the bag open and boom, there they are. Yeah, you're nuking your gut when you eat those things, dude. Yeah. I have I have quite a few saved up just for, you know, if shit hits the fan, not not too much. But, right. but you they know, are, it is... they are high burning calories, though. So like sure. when I when I went over to, to Saudi, I would wake up, I would go eat, go eat breakfast at the chow hall. I would eat an MRE. I wouldn't eat everything out of the MRE, but the main main meal, maybe, maybe some of the dessert. Some, sometimes I they didn't put the greatest stuff all in there the desserts are eat, phenomenal yeah um then i would eat lunch an mre dinner and an mre and dude i fucking dropped weight like really? a motherfucker when i was over there yeah but i wasn't i was eating You're moving around portions. yeah moving around and eating smaller portions all throughout the day i mean it sped up my metabolism what have you but yeah dude i'll fucking i'll fight somebody for for some of those mre spaghettis they're huh. my fave that's cool, man. No, yeah, it's funny to to think about that. But yeah, no, it's horrible for you, but oh, yeah, yeah, dude, I, I think that it's interesting. And and you know, we covered a lot of shit here today. I'm trying to think if there's anything that stands out to me that I really want to ask you. Um, because I like the frozen food talk. Did you did you fuck with frozen meals? Like mm-hmm. once the microwave was more, 
Yeah. Hungry uh, Man, Michelinas, yeah. Stouffer's. Like before, like before we moved out out to Pennsylvania, um, we had TV dinners, but we'd put them in the, the toaster oven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Those little toaster ovens, heat them up. Dude, to me, that was luxury. I'm like, oh, I get a TV dinner. I can sit in front of the TV and eat my dinner. You know what Isn't I mean? that so funny, what... dude? That was yeah. the way that a lot of people thought. Like, it was, like, classy to eat frozen food. We were like that, too. Frozen uh-huh. food that you got out of a nuclear box that radiated the fuck out of your food. And yeah. then you go and sit down in your living room like an animal and eat the food. I mean, we thought uh-huh. that was classy, too. Yeah. Still do. <laughs> dude i don't even I, so we have a microwave but i hadn't had a microwave for a long time because when i found out that and I, this isn't me trying to be like fucking high and mighty but when i found out that they were illegal in a lot of countries i was like fuck dude i really don't want to be putting that shit in my body i'm already putting poisonous water in my body the water out here is pretty rough um i try to drink bottled water i still need to get my damn distiller but like that's one thing that i can control is not eating radiated food like that yeah. I don't but, eat much microwave food. Like, I'll heat up leftovers now and again. Um, oh, but, I go oven or fucking uh, stovetop. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, yeah, dude, no, this is fun talking with you, man. I mean, it, you know, I just kind of like like getting a little bit of the background and then talking a little shit about food and, and like, just upbringing. I think it's kind of funny, man. Basic basic ideas of, uh, you know, who the man is behind the microphone there. So um, anything you want to close out on, dude? Any, any weird shit that... Uh, that you think that the people should know about, about your past? <laughs> I just want to say I'm a basic bitch. <laughs> fucking trip me out for a second. You got to remember <laughs> I'm high here. That's right. I forgot. Now, uh, f- from my childhood? Um, or anything. Yeah, anything. I remember sh- we raised pigeons when we were out, out in uh, Idaho. And I oh, remember boy. climbing up on the <laughs> fucking the one barn. And we'd have to call, call some of the flock. And my stepdad, he'd shoot them, and they'd drop down, and I'd fucking run over, and I'd have to fucking wring their neck, and then, you know, we'd fucking pluck them, and, you know, you'd get these little tiny fucking breasts out of them, and, you know, you needed a ton of them, but... Uh, Were they any good? Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, totally. Pigeon? Yeah. So you raised them to eat? Yes. They were, like, more fancy-type pigeons. Like, some of them had feathers on their, their feet. Um, some were tumblers, and some were rollers, so some would, like, tumble backwards some would roll forward when they were flying so they were like they weren't like the wild pigeons that you, you know see <laughs> the rats with wings yeah the rats with wings now i mean in a survival situation okay i'd eat one of them I mean, sure eat any any fucking bird um but yeah uh, but yeah we we raised them we had chickens we had cat we always raised a cow or two you know to to butcher uh i remember the one time this is my my sister was just born and she was she was able to walk. Um, so she, between the two barns, we had this fucking mean ass rooster and somehow he got out uh-huh. and all of a sudden we hear my, you know, my daughter, my sister crying. And this fucking rooster is up, like on top of her and flapping its wings, trying to claw at her. And the dog that I had then his, uh, his name was, his name was bandit. He came with the farm. Coolest fucking dog ever. Oh yeah. Like, farm he, dog's fucking hard to beat. Yeah. Dude. And he fucking took off and he fucking destroyed this fucking rooster. He passed on. Oh, yeah. Grabbed it by the neck, fucking flung it around. Never ate it. Just fucking killed it and let it lay. Good. And I, and another time, I, I remember I was either mowing the grass or whatever. I was over by the chimney and we had like a little pile of rocks. And all of a sudden, he was behind me. And he was growling. I thought he was growling at me. I'm like, what the fuck? I'm like, man, you know, what, what's going on? And I kind of moved out of the way. 
this motherfucker dove in this rock pile and pulled out a fucking weasel. I was really? like, holy, yeah. It's a fucking, he was a cool fucking dog. Yeah, farm dogs are dope. Yeah. Really, really cool dog, man. Yeah, that's cool. Well, do you remember what kind of dog he was? He was a mix. I think he had collie in him. That's about all I, you know, really remember. But uh, yeah, he was he was a cool ass dog. We had to leave him behind, which which sucked. But yeah, yeah man. He, and then we had another one. Uh, I had a a black lab. This motherfucker, he would disappear. We're on a farm, so he'd disappear for hours. Whatever, he'd come back. This motherfucker would collect dry cow patties, right? They were his favorite fucking treat. He would just sit there and fucking gnaw on them. And then he'd want to come up and fucking lick your face. It's like, nah, dude, you were just eating fucking cow shit. Get, get the fuck away. You're probably getting <laughs> you know, shroomed I, out. Doesn't mushrooms grow into those things? Yeah, yeah. Probably getting a little fucking psilocybe. Yeah, he could have been. He's like, yeah, these are fucking good, man. <laughs> That's funny, dude. That's awesome, man. It sounds like you kind of had a cool upbringing. I didn't really know about the farm. Yeah, yeah, I I did have I made I made the shitty experiences good. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, you have to, I yeah. did have shitty experiences. I don't dwell on them. Uh, they are what they are. I'm I'm to terms with them. I, I'm to completely at terms with how how my mom is and you know how, how my sounds like it. Yeah, I, I I just don't really care. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna feed it energy. You know what I mean? But I had you know when you're you're young. At one point, you're the only child, dude. You use your imagination. I mean, yep. hell, I got into D and D when we moved out here. I think in middle school. No, no, it's more high school. Um, but it wasn't like D and D. Like we'd come up with our own campaigns, draw our own maps, and and dude, that was fun. You know, you just sit there and imagine and and use your imagination. And and you know, kids don't do that these days. And you know, it, it, it it's weird. You know, yeah. But, yeah, I, I I've it. said it. I've said it many times. I think that honestly, I grew up in the coolest time because I really, as a as a minor, got to experience the the pre mainstream computer days, and then like the post smart computers and smart shit, everything. You know what I mean? So I had that experience of playing in the dirt as you know an older, uh, younger teenager, I should say, mm -hmm. and then also having the 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 fucking iphone you know what i mean i think that that's yeah. kind of cool you're right around there too you know what i mean you yeah. obviously got a little older when the, the shit came out because you're just a little older than me but that's that's i think the best era to grow up in is when you can experience both you can experience the dumpy fucking use your imagination fucking figure it out and then you also have the this little gadget in my hand figures out everything for me you know what i mean it's kind of cool would i rather go back to the time when you had to think for yourself yes but mm -hmm. you know that's this no. genie is out of the bottle so it's not yeah. gonna happen but so, um when when you were were you into alternative rock at all or yeah yeah that, what, yeah did you have a favorite band i mean i liked system of a down a lot um i don't know exactly what you would consider them um there was all kinds of music dude my dad was real into metallica which i know okay. is not alternative rock but yeah. you know we got when when I was young in elementary school before nine eleven I think even he got this album that came with a DVD of Metallica and it was with the San Francisco Orchestra because that's where they were playing from yeah dude and I mean me and my cousin Brandon we would watch that on repeat like this fucking you know three hour concert four hour concert we'd just sit there all day and just watch this dude and we're like fucking jamming out to the songs. And like, you know, playing along like air guitar and air drums yeah. and singing and shit. And it was just like, so that, that album for some reason was so 
fucking transcendent to me. Um, it was called SM, Metallica SM, just a live recording. And um, so that was cool. And then I got into hip hop like earlier than a lot of my friends did, because there was a lot of Mexicans at my school and a lot of like black kids and stuff. Not not a ton, but for Tucson, there's quite a few. And so like the, I, I just thought it was cool sounding. And you know what I mean? Yeah. And and uh the kids were dicks. The Mexican kids and the black kids were always dicks. But like they they were they had good music and I liked the music that they listened to. But yeah, so dude, not, my... not a lot of Tejano music. What's that? Like Texas? Uh, it's kind of like that. No, it's not quite like. It's kind of like mariachi. No oh no, 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 not the kids, dude. Like, even to this day, man. Like, there's construction workers that blare mariachi music, and I don't mm-hmm. understand it. It's not. It doesn't sound good. You know what I mean? No. I, I my my girlfriend's are no. I'm sorry, my sister's boyfriend that's confusing my sister's boyfriend they have a mariachi band and it's it's good if they're playing it and there's like some passion there that's cool but if you're just blaring it on the fucking radio dude what the fuck are you thinking it's so weird i can't stand that shit but more power to them if they feel comfortable and feel like doing that but yeah no 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 tejano a lot of like you know dude some dumb music too uba stank and all that shit you know this this dumb (laughs) dumb huh I haven't heard of Hoover Stank in a long time. Yeah, dude, those dumb. I mean, Green Day was making a comeback yeah. during like the early two thousands, and maybe they never left. I don't really know, but yeah, dude, all kinds of music, man. It was it was diverse where I was, but yeah, yeah dude, it's it's just crazy that the influences and how they they all just combine. And obviously, you're a big Tool fan. You make that pretty oh, clear. Yeah, big big Tool fan. Yeah, um, dude. I I was always the the kid in high school that that and there was maybe like one or two other of us maybe not in my grade but always looked for for bands that at the time other kids would kind of almost make funny i got made fun of for for you know liking tool and primus and alice and chains and all that primus is cool yeah and you know at that time you know you have old dirty bastard coming out yeah yeah. so that hip-hop scene was kind of coming up and and the kids you know yeah, and I, at the time, I just I was not into hip hop until I probably got into the Air Force, and then I, you know, when Biggie Biggie came out, you know, I wasn't a big Tupac fan. I am now. I I, I do appreciate the music now. I was more the the East Coast, you know, and then some Bone Thugs and, yeah. and and what have you. But you know, I was always that kid that just looked for you know just the kind of the most uh, more obscure type bands like Front Two Four Two. They 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 I think they were from like sweden or something like that you know they were kind of like a um not they were kind of techno-y but like i I don't know they're hard to describe you know they're they're european music you know what i mean and you just kind of come across different things and and then now after you know growing up and what have you you look back and then all the kids that made fun of me you're like oh yeah tool and i'm like where the fuck were you i like them from the fucking (laughs) get-go not now you're fucking now you like them like and now they're cool to like yeah now they're cool to like because it's like yeah it's the uniqueness because everything's gone so mainstream the unique shit is now cool so yeah man jake my stepson actually i took me and the wife were supposed to go she this was way pre way before rona and what have you um but she she had got a head cold or whatever and because i i bought tickets to go see him down in hershey and she's like, oh, you know, and I, and I was looking for friends, you know, I was like, you know, my, my one buddy's like, I oh, just can't get off work, you know, da, 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 da. So Jake, 
you're going with me. And he's like, where are we going? I said, you're going to see the greatest band of my generation (laughs) that's still playing. Uh, (laughs) And he's like, we're going to see Tool. And he's like, well, I got to kind of listen to some stuff. Dude, I was singing to every fucking song. I got a fist bump. Danny Carey, you know, when he walked by the aisle because we were down on the on on the the floor or whatever. But you had to sit in chairs and nobody else around like even paid attention i'm like there's this dude wearing fucking basketball shorts and a hoodie up over his head so people couldn't see him and in in the middle you know they have their sound check and you know all their equipment you know for the production value of it and he walked down and his woman or family must have been in there and you know he just wanted to make sure obviously you know his sounds are you know at the levels that he wants and he comes walking back and i'm looking up i'm like i look at my my steps i'm like dude that's Danny Carey. He's like, no, it's not. I said, watch this. And I just kind of held my hand out just like that. I didn't really make eye contact. And he walked by and he just, he fist bumped it and kept walking. I said, told you that was Danny Carey. And all these motherfuckers sitting around here smoking pot that love tool missed that. That's so funny, dude. Yeah. So you got got to see that. And, and like when I grew up, like I grew up with my parents on classic rock. So I like Led Zeppelin, uh, quarter flash you know all, all those you know toto you know all, all, the, weird, <laughs> all the crazy stuff but. some good bands in the 80s man there's a lot oh, yeah. of good music tons yeah i was into hair band you know when i was a kid you know I, 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 uh, god yeah guns and roses and all that white snake and and now i can't i'm like oh, I, can't, I, I can't i can't and my wife that that was her genre she loves it and i'm like sorry i can't i just can't fuck with the hair bands i it, I'm talking about trash. the stuff like um, that still holds up really, really well to me. Like Journey, I think Journey, Journey will always hold Blondie. up. Um, um, Blondie, sure. She invented rap in a lot of people's eyes, unfortunately. Yes. Um, Fleetwood, Fleetwood Mac. They Fleetwood Mac's phenomenal. Tom Petty's phenomenal. Um, me and my dad. Who are we going to go see in October? I think Shine Down because he likes Shine Down. I don't really care okay. about Shine Down, but he. Yeah. You know, no, okay. Bullet with. Uh, was it Bullet with? staring down the barrel of a 45 is like the only song i can yeah 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 and those are the lyrics right that's not the title i don't think yeah yeah so we're gonna go see him and jelly roll them and jelly roll jelly roll is pretty tight um so yeah man you know it's fun i haven't been to concerts in a while dude i'm super mellow and like i just like lay back a lot and and you know i enjoy my booze and fucking just researching podcasts man that's what it is now yeah (laughs) right now it's it's an edible unfortunately and so uh you know a little more laid back than usual but yeah man no this is this is a blast dude i like doing these chats and i want to do these more you'll obviously come back at some point oh, hell yeah we'll, we'll do more of these just kind of shoot the shit now that people kind of have the foundation um but yeah i want to do like one of these a week and release some saturdays just to uh like i said not not that we're like up on a pedestal being fucking podcast hosts but just to like make it so like oh yeah this is a this is a real dude that i can have a conversation with mm-hmm. i think a lot of people that listen to shows forget that it's literally just a normal ass person dude doing all these yeah. shows you know what i mean for some reason i i don't and look at it you know like dude, that I, but... I i was that 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 listener you know what i mean like uh, completely admitted you know i fanboyed the first time i talked to you you know first few oh, times. Yeah. Like, i can't believe i'm fucking talking to Ryan. you know because you hear them and and and, and you're listening to the podcast and you're like oh man they have this this platform you know what yeah. i mean and 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 like he's taking his time out of, of all the research and everything he does and talking to, to talk to me like, yeah, that's wow. what it is. They you, they, you know they I mean? feel that they're being talked to directly. And yeah. I think that that's what's cool about it. But so at the same time, I think that it is kind of cool to uh I really want to try and keep this like 
like as as uh like podcasting as a whole as far out of the mainstream as possible and keep it cool yeah. because like when when these celebrities start getting involved like they are it starts going downhill real quick so like creating these communities of people that i think uh in a real way communities that actually benefit other people not just yeah. say that they're a collective or a community or whatever the fuck actually doing stuff you know we're we're working on something right now that will hopefully be a cool item and by the time this is out you know the the ship might even be already hopefully it will honestly yeah, totally. um you know so yeah man you know all these little things just to fucking make it fun and, and keep it cool so with that being said dude um plug anything that that you want or say anything that you want like my listeners to to know about and uh, obviously where they can find my third eye you can find my third eye anywhere you get podcasts uh go over to patreon.com forward slash my third eye podcast you get talk at the tavern uh, i released the uh first hour free and uh anything after that is about five bucks a month you know every you week the the first hour is free sorry to interrupt it, starting starting this past week so yes so cool. tomorrow I'm I'm trying to release them on Sundays. Tomorrow is going to be a little tricky because it's my daughter's birthday. She requested steaks, so oh, happy birthday! Plan, yeah, so I I planned planned to have dinner it, dinner lunch around one or whatever, and you know, so that gives me you know the rest of the day because you know when you when you go for a few hours, you you know the 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 production side of it. Sometimes it takes yeah you know a while to get 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 certain things done and what have you. But, well, uh, by the time this is out, you'll be in a groove because this oh, won't yeah. come out for oh, two yeah. weeks from today. Yeah, so. totally. But uh, yeah, go there. Um, I, it, just go to my link tree. A- anything that you want to to know or what I have linked to um, is is there. You know, from from the artist that that does my outro music to you know anything else that I have on there. You know, and and to to, to kind of backtrack on what we were saying, it, I don't care if I get super big i i will never be the type that has somebody manage my social media for me you know if you reach <laughs> out to me i will i will reach back out to you you know what yeah. i mean so if you, you want to send me a message on instagram or you want to email me at my third ipod at gmail.com email me you know if you want to come on talk let's talk i don't give a fuck what the topic is you know obviously yeah. we we just sat here and did a, a, a decent you know long episode on just super random normal shit you know it it doesn't have to be conspiracy related or or cryptid or whatever just let's have a conversation you know let's talk so thank you for 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 having me on i I, of course honored and uh it's always a good time i always love talking to you even even when you're drunk even when you're high (laughs) yeah thanks man no we uh where do people find your link tree yeah i don't think you mentioned your instagram clearly with that is oh, it uh, is it my third iPod? That is a good question because I haven't looked at it in a minute. I I think it's actually my third eye podcast. Okay. Um, well, we can double check. So yeah. go to the Patreon Patreon dot com slash my third eye, not my third eye podcast, right? Just my third eye. Yeah, my, my, uh, my third eye. No, for Patreon, it's my third eye podcast. Okay. Yeah, and your Instagram is my third eye podcast, and you can just go to his link tree there, check it out. The Instagram that you have is pretty good, man. Um, you have some fun stuff on there all the time. So I try. I sometimes I forget to to post because I'm I'm always scrolling through, you know, looking at other people's. But uh, yeah, it's it. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it's link linktr.ee forward slash my third eye podcast for, nice. for my link tree. So cool. 
yeah i'm slowly gaining some followers you know what i mean and the, oh and youtube go over to my third eye podcast you know hit up the youtube I, for whatever reason i'm doing something right and i'm not gonna fucking complain yeah uh, if you want to watch a really good documentary which was weird that someone put it in that aspect but it is close to a four-hour episode go hit up lines of destiny my buddy alan dropped some fucking bombs in, in that and you know you don't have to watch it all, all in one setting so yeah don't let the the four hours fucking get you you know what i mean but you know and i do plan on having him back on he's working on some other stuff and good um hopefully i would really love to get him on your podcast but you know he's kind of yeah he only ever wanted to go on mine he did yeah he, people he are picky some, and that's fine yeah and 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 i understand that but i mean and he's busy but you know, we, we, we at least got to talk to, to Rob and what have you on, on a couple. Yeah. Rob's episodes. a cool dude. Yeah. And you're getting Celeste Solomon, right? Are you going to have him on the talk? He was, he was um, also wanting to talk with Celeste Solomon. So yeah, actually I already recorded that and forgot that he wanted to talk to Celeste. I forgot. Oh, he's going to be mad at you. Dude. Yeah. I forgot. <laughs> that's who he wanted to talk to. <laughs> that's so funny. Well, ghost, thank you so much. And uh, obviously, you know, you and I are pretty good friends here. We're going yes, to be communicating in the future and you'll see a lot more of him. Uh, and me working together guys so uh until next time this has been another installment of uh i guess what i'm calling conspiracy break room that's the closest name i could come up with it sounds just gay enough to uh be part of my my series so thank you guys for listening to it and uh just take care of yourselves and have fun guys